Ready to step up your meal prep game in 2022? Make your mealtime resolutions a reality with help from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Take your pick from 50 weekly menu and market items designed by chefs to help you save time, save money, and eat well. All delivered straight to your door. Plus, thanks to pre-portioned ingredients that help reduce food waste, you can check sustainable eating off your list too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hungry16 and use code Hungry16 for 16 free meals plus 3 free gifts. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Um, Superman, and in about two hours and five minutes-ish? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually, he was... Eventually, it was, you won't believe a man could fly, but it was more of like, you won't believe how fucking... So much slow motion is in this movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, we are here today uh, to discuss the specifically the Snyder Cut of Justice League, but I'm sure we'll be referencing the Whedon one just by comparison, and obviously some references to the Batman v Superman, which you we've reviewed both already on previous episodes. I probably should have put those titles up before we started, Rico. I didn't think about it, but yeah, you can go check those episodes out. Um, but we also, because it's such a it's, it's such a, a lengthy piece of work, and there's a lot to cover. We we've made a new friend recently who we both felt would be a good addition to this conversation, and so we a um, member of our league. What's that? A member of our league. Yeah, we, we we do have a small league building, don't we? Between him and and some of the other people that we we see on a regular basis now, but especially with get vocal. So I mean, he 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 has pretty much already a Superman name. True, true, true. Why don't you introduce him, Rico? I'll let you do it. Uh, introducing the one, the only, the exquisitely voiced Seaman. <laughs> well, thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> yes, oh, you know. what's C-Man, going on, guys? Not much, man. See, man's got his own. Uh, you got you had the YouTube channel. I forget. Do you have a podcast as well, or just the YouTube channel? Um, I, I've done pods on the YouTube page, but I don't have a actual launched podcast. With like my we have, work, okay. With well, my regular what? work life and the the movie stuff, that that I'm not consistent enough. Um, but certainly the YouTube page is where I do all of my fun things. Absolutely. Well, why don't and we'll, we'll let you plug it at the end. But why don't you just tell people yeah. what the name of it is now, and we'll do full plugs at the yeah. at the back end. Yes, yeah, the the Seaman Cinema Sit Down, uh, which is how I've created my alter ego, which is my nickname back home. All my buddies call me Seaman. 
Um, and that just, I like alliteration. I was like, you know, if I'm going to do some movie reviews, let's get, get something that sounds good. And Seaman Cinema Sit Down just rolls off the tongue nice. I, it does, I mean, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Seaman definitely rolls off the tongue pretty good. <laughs> oh, you had I was to wondering get... how long it would take before that uh, the first Seaman joke popped up, because I am used to those. Two minutes and 50 I mean, seconds. So there you go. Yeah. It's pretty quick. It's longer yeah. than I thought it would take. Yeah. <laughs> that... Hey, man, sometimes it's quicker. Uh, That's um, also, can I, can I just ask, are you wearing a fucking Jedi robe right now? Like, Oh, yeah, you're... I'm like fresh. I'm fresh out the shower. Like when you guys said Skype, I didn't think video call. I was like, oh, man, that's cool. I could be, like, relaxed and comfortable, so I, I chill in my Jedi robe all the time. Dude, we're... But it, it is a yeah. straight-up legit. Yeah, like, no, it's, like, and it's like Disney licensed. Like, it had, like, the Star Wars, like, tags on it. So, like, it's it's legit, and it is fucking so comfortable. It looks comfortable, actually, comfortable. yeah. Um, C-Man's also a fellow Jerseyan. Uh, that I am. So, um, the, only, the only sad part is he comes from the evil north as opposed to the south, but that's, you know... What it is? Um, I got love South though. You, well, thank you, thank you. Most, most, most of the time, and R- Rico gives me a hard time, and I don't think it's because he doesn't believe me, but he just likes to tease me a little bit about it. But he doesn't fully grasp this North versus South thing that happens in Jersey. No, I get it. I do get it because I I live in Oakland, and Oaklanders don't like San Franciscans, so. And vice yeah, but versa. I, I feel so, like I feel like it's. I mean, you're, you're talking about. I mean, a pretty big geographic area between Oakland and San Francisco. But we're talking about a whole state. Like, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember if you remember, C Man. But there was actually a thing on the ballot. I guess it's got to be maybe 15 years ago now to split the state in half. They wanted. They there was I, a. I don't remember that. There was a resolution on the, one of the election ballots, um, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. I guess it didn't get enough votes or whatever to like make it to the next level because it would have taken like multiple things before it ever yeah, actually oh, happened. Sure. Um, but there was a resolution to split the state in the North and South Jersey. So um, it doesn't shock me. No, <laughs> not at all. So, but anyway, as as we reference, we are we are here to talk about uh, more important things than state splits and uh, the the yeah, Zach's. But- the Snyder Cut and the Justice League. Yeah, I like that. That's not bad. That's not bad. I didn't. Um, I didn't come up with. It. That's what. That's what people are calling it. I. I. I didn't even realize. I'm like, holy fuck, that should be what it's called, the Justice League. It does kind of work. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, typically, see me. What we do is we'll just have like a free for all conversation. But to start, just just to start today, I kind of want to go around the room and get everyone's initials, you know, independent thoughts, and then we'll just kind of, you know mash it all together and start discussing. So I I I will tell you right off, I've watched this thing twice since it came out on Thursday. Um because I wanted to make sure I caught as much of it as I could um before today. And I will tell you I, I don't know what the the world's thoughts are because I've been kind of avoiding that on Twitter and Facebook and all that, but I'm digging this movie quite a bit, actually. Um like any movie, and Rico, you admit this too, because we talk about this all the time, it's got its points that are not so great and some moments that are like, okay, you probably could do away with that. But I mean, like any movie that we talk about has those moments, right, Rico? We're not, I'm not, you know, dogging on, on the length of the film. I think I think it's magnified because of the runtime. You know, people see the runtime and then see the things they don't like and it automatically makes it more intense the the dislike for those moments but i don't share that view but i can see how people are like looking at it that way but i dug it i i dug it quite a bit 
I it was it was really interesting to me to see the spots where you'd see the differences between the the Whedon cut and and this cut and and seeing the parts they kept and the parts they didn't keep and the parts that they reshot like you know I I was one of the few people that didn't see the digital in Henry Cavill's mustache removal like I couldn't I know people were like they could see I couldn't see it um oh, I know I it was done but it. I couldn't see it um Maybe I just didn't know what to look for. Obviously, I know where a mustache goes, but I didn't His know where. His mouth looked all fucky. Like, it see, was, to me, it was just... I like Henry Cavill, but he's got a weird mouth to begin with. So I, you know, not I... as weird as how Joss made it. I mean, it was like that those old school fucking cartoons where it was just like a, a like a, a picture of a kid, and then they had like the mouth moving, like like in Pulp Fiction. Yes, where, like, I know it. Know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was, that, that I was, it was okay. kind of like that. It was just some fucky weird mouth shit. Yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see. It. I couldn't pick it up. Anyway, my last point, and we'll get we'll run around and then we'll jump in because I do have a question. Because you guys and and Rico, I know you're just a huge movie buff, and I mean that in all senses of the word, not just watching them, but you like you know knowing about the tech stuff and all that. Even though you don't actually work in it, you keep a prize. See, man, I I don't know how as much into that you are, but I I get. Based on the name of your show, there's a level of degree to that. But I don't. Are you? Are you not also a filmmaker? I thought. I thought I saw that I, somewhere. I have not made any films. I, I'm trying to write one. Um, okay. But I, I've definitely, in doing the reviews over the last three plus years now, I, I've gotten a much better eye for cinema, and mm -hmm. I appreciate and look for everything that goes into a movie. So, like, like you said, there's no such thing as a perfect film, but even a bad film has some good elements here and there, depending yeah. if you're looking at script or direction or the way something's shot. So, I definitely appreciate all that stuff. Um, the thing I didn't understand, and I and I I think the I was going to say the biggest problem I have, but that's not probably accurate. But the, the, the oddest, like, made me, like, do the head tilt thing was showing it in 4.3. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, as far as I know, and I, I, I have friends that have made films. I have, and not just, like, Henry Rico. Like, I have other friends that have shot movies. I have friends that have worked in the industry. They've told me that even before widescreen TVs were a thing. Most movies were shot in widescreen and then reformatted to 4.3 so that when it was released on VHS and then ultimately DVD, you would see it in full... You As it's implied, you'd get the full screen and then eventually people started releasing the widescreens and you'd have the bars or whatever. So to say that you're shooting it in 4.3 to preserve Zack Snyder's uh, vision. artistic vision doesn't compute to me so i i didn't i didn't get it either personally so for well for one imax is 4.3 so he shoots all, most of his movies in 4.3 because they're usually fitted to imax um but it gives oh. you way more like when you're looking at something that's widescreen that's been shot in 4.3 you're getting rid of almost oh, sure. half the frame yeah, yeah. so yeah. you're you're the just the pers like the it's the perspective of the image is just you're seeing everything that's in the shot and you're not losing anything that he touches. And when someone like Zack Snyder is filming it where like every frame of a movie could be fucking hung up on your wall as a piece of art, I, I appreciate the 4.3 because I want to see that full, everything that's in frame I want on screen when it's there. I understand people who, who don't because it's, you know, it's definitely different and it's not normal to not see something when you have a widescreen TV to be fitted to 4.3. And I didn't really think of any issues until I was talking to my uncle. He watched it on mobile. I was like, yeah, if you were watching it on a mobile device, 4.3 would suck. 
I right. yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I fortunately have a 55 inch, you know, high definition 4K TV. So even though it was 4.3, it it was still enough of the screen that 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 didn't make that much of a problem. But I can see your point, Simeon, about like if you're watching it on like a uh, like an iPad or a, a mo, oh, God forbid, a mobile phone, <laughs> you know, yeah. that would be it'd be a hard watch. That could be rough. Yeah, um, Rico, what did you think? Well, I'm 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 sure it's gonna be a, a bit of a surprise, but I did like it. Like I because I'm a pretty critical. Uh, um, I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan, and it's really nothing against the guy itself because, like, I have mad respect for the fact that he tried to like he. Ha- you know, I'm I'm all for all film- filmmakers. Like, I don't want any movie to be bad ever. If it, but if it is bad, then I have fun complaining about it because that's, you know, we're fucking reviewers and podcasters. Um, I felt like just starting with Batman v Superman, it felt like he really just didn't want to make a Superman movie. It, it looked and felt like he really wanted to just make a Batman movie and was kind of shoehorned into having to include Superman and then layers of the Justice League. Um, I think his vision and his eye and, and all that shit works for Batman. I, I actually dug the little ideas of having Gotham be the Oakland to uh, small, uh, not Smallville's, uh, Metropolis's San Francisco. I dug that. It also See, makes I... me really kind of question where the fuck it is, because if they could just drive to Kansas really easily, then it's got to be middle America and, and all that shit. Well, that kind of leads credence to the Chicago argument for for Gotham, sure. You know, but but yeah, I liked it. I I still have like because when I first saw the the Joss this league, uh, I was like, wow, this is some fucking. This <laughs> is definitely just so much Joss Whedon. And originally, I was a big fucking Joss Whedon fan. I love Buffy. I loved Firefly. I, fu- I mean, we, we Can yes, I... he's kind of an awful fucking human being, but he did give us the first two Avengers. I was, you know? I was like, just going to say that. Let's, def- let's defend the, you know, you like the films, not the person. <laughs> Cause... Well, no, but that's the fucked up thing is I did like the person for a well, long yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no reason not to, right? Like, Right. You know, he was like the, he was giving us the, he would, I mean, how do I say this? He was like, he was, he was sort of the Kevin Smith for like strong female characters on TV. Like, you know, Kevin Smith is a comic book nerd. So is Joss Whedon, but Joss Whedon has the credentials to make a good comic book movie. Nothing against Kevin Smith, but Kevin would be the first to say, Oh fuck. No, I'm not making Batman. Are you kidding me? Like I'll be there to watch Batman, but I'm not going to fucking make Batman. It'll just be Batman being like, Hey, was a big one. Like, you know, (laughs) By the way, did you hear he wants to go back and Snyder cut one of his films now? Sure. I, I don't know which one. But... Cop out. <clears throat> really? He wants yeah, to go back and do... Out. He wants to Snyder... Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's... Anyway. Bruce Willis is, is the Henry Cavill mustache. So, um... <laughs> but yeah, look. I liked it. I still have <clears throat> problems with it. My biggest problem is the fact that it, it, it took a bunch of fans to bully a studio into giving us what we wanted in the first place. And then for him to find his vision, he had to release a four hour fucking version. 
And my argument is if, if you have to have your movie in four hours and you supplement a lot of it with slow-mo, then you could have just made it three hours. Is you know, I just feel like he that see that's that's the the Zack Snyder I don't like is fuck another slow motion scene. The only person who should be doing slow mo is the Flash. That's when you utilize the slow mo, not oh here's another fight scene. Let's see, like use it sparingly. Use it fucking. See, I didn't I didn't see that much slow mo in there beyond Flash and and Wonder Woman when she's doing the thing that made the. The Whedon cut as well, by the way. So you know, well, no, because that was that was Zack Snyder, but then Whedon like changed a couple things, like sure, and sure. cut a lot of it, or he tweaked it, like like the Steppenwolf design and shit like that. Yeah, but, which we'll see, yeah we'll me, get to. Yeah, it's like, see me. What do you think? Uh, so I am in the full blown camp that I love the absolute shit out of this movie. On on a given day, I might argue that it does it better for me than Avengers does, just because these are my guys. You know what I mean? Like these are the heroes that I grew up with. So seeing them on screen represented in a way that is at least comparable. It might not be better than the Avengers, but like just for my personal love to have it done justly, I think elevates that movie where I'm like, on a given day, like. Right now, I've watched this thing three times, and I'm like, this thing is so fucking good. Um, but I'm also a diehard Zack Snyder fan, so like, I, I've been on board for his vision from day one. Um, some of the Superman stuff, you know, initially takes you out of it, and I've grown to appreciate some of the ideas that he's had. Um, but as far as this movie goes, it's just, it's so cohesive, and it's so much more put together because he had the time and he had the room to let it breathe and. I don't think he turns out a four-hour movie, which technically it's like three hours and 56 minutes because um, credits. Oh, but... fuck off. That's four <laughs> hours. Oh, no, no, no. But I don't think he puts out a four-hour movie if this goes to theaters. I think he probably puts out a three-plus, maybe three-and-a-half-hour cut, and I think it's very easy to get to the three-and-a-half-hour cut here. Um, but I think having the ability to be on streaming, why why the fuck not, right? Like, well, I mean, if you watch a movie that you absolutely love, like, say, Endgame, right? That movie is like three and a half hours long. If you told me there was another half hour to that film, would you watch it? I'd be like, fuck yes, yeah. give it to me. It's, so it's actually... It, especially if I'm in my own house sitting on my couch where I'm going to stream seven episodes in a row of Stranger Things. Like, a four-hour movie is nothing. And the way this thing is paced and the fact that he has chapters that kind of just pull you into it even more. Like, I described it uh, when I reviewed it. Like, when you're reading a book... And you're like, okay, I got to put this down and take a break. But there's like three pages left in this chapter. Let me finish it. And like the last three pages of that chapter, something happens where you're like, fuck, now I got to read the next chapter. Kind of having those chapter markers in the movie pulled the movie along, I thought, at a really brisk pace. Like, I think the Lord of the Rings movies feel longer than this one when you watch them. I, I could see that. I would also say this about your point, just to tie into your point, T-Man, is it like about how if it had gone theatrical? Because what I think is lost on a lot of people with the length, right, is it his original vision, as I've read about it, um, like when, when he was first brought in to do the project and then ultimately canceled, or or not canceled, but fired from it, um, which I know there's still debate on whether or not he quit or he was fired, but whatever, fuck it. Oh, he was uh, fired. He was definitely fired. No, but the, the well, studio no, he, still he says it. away, and the studio was like, let's make an Avengers movie and bring in the Avengers guy. Right. See, that's that's the studio's version, is that he, he stepped away to deal with the death of his fucking daughter, so fuck yeah. you, Warner Brothers. But death, <laughs> suicide. Yeah, that's like, even more like important. 
you're right. But they mean, were looking for a way to make that movie feel like an Avengers movie but, so that fans and mostly critics would respond better to it. But to, to the point, though, is that um, originally the plan was it was going to be two movies. So when I went into this, with knowing that at a four-hour runtime, when I got to the two-hour mark, I kind of I didn't stop and walk away, but I paused it for a second, took it in, and said, okay, this is about where I think they would have cut it, which is, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, right around the time where they find the um, the uh, Infinity... The, uh, the what? Mother box? No, it's not the mother box. When he finds the um, the equation thing that... that uh, oh, the anti-life equation? Thank you. That's what I was... I couldn't think of the name of it all of a sudden. But yeah, so I... I looked at it from that perspective, and even though I still had two more hours to go, and I certainly was I was in, I was enjoying it, so I had no problem with that. But I looked at it like, because Rico, I saw you having a problem with the length. I, I not even just from a number, but from like as I was watching it, I knew where you would be like, okay, that wasn't necessary, that wasn't, and I, I could see where. And I'm not talking about the slow motion stuff. I'm talking about like story chunks and i agree there's some story chunks in the especially in the first couple hours that probably could be removed you know and and not really lose any of the feel of the film uh, go ahead Rico. i'm just uh, my whole thing is that is the joss whedon one better no the snyder cut is a better film it is cohesive it especially if you go from watching Batman v Superman, the ultimate edition, right to Snyder's Justice League. It fucking feels like a direct continuation. And that's good because the the, the Joss cut was just like, it, it is like, a, like watching, it's like watching the, like, uh, like Batman from 89, the Tim Burton Batman, and they're going right to Batman and Robin. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Ooh, wait, what? How? Who, this is the same director. This is not the same director. Okay, but they have the same actor. No, they don't have the same fucking actor. But what's going on? <laughs> um, it it is kind of like a weirdness where they just try to you can it, for like someone who's into film and wants to go to film school, watch those movies. Watch fucking Justice League and then Snyder Cut, and you'll see like this is where the studio interfered. This is where Joss had to interfere. This is where Snyder interfered. Like. But I also, like I said, I, I give Snyder credit for taking on the task of doing this amidst a suicide of his child. Um, I give him all the credit. Uh, I may not like all his movies, but that doesn't mean I want any ill will. On of, course. of course. Of course. Of um, course. Yeah. I also think it is, it is really kind of interesting to see an audience, specifically people like us that are hardcore fans and everything kind of bully a studio like we really kind of like we i don't know us individually but we as a whole we fucking kind of influenced the studio and we did it with like the sonic the hedgehog movie too we're like fuck you and your sonic that is not what sonic i mean i didn't give a fuck i didn't see the movie i'm glad i'm I'm glad they changed it but it made a huge difference oh massive difference yeah but that's also my point is that, well, my question is, is it good that the audience can change a vision of a director or of a studio? Of a so, studio? Yes, I think so. But go ahead, Seaman. Well, I was going to say, it's just, this was literally a perfect storm of things, right? Like, I don't think Warner Brothers ever had any plan to ever allow this cut to come out. 
because Never. it shows how big of a bunch of fucking idiots were running that studio before Walter Mott <laughs> came in, right? Like, yeah. you watch this movie and you watch that Justice League and you go, it's criminal what he did to that film and what he did to specifically Cyborg, um, his family, and the, the Amazons. Like, he cut out all of the major diverse representation right out of that movie. I mean, even even down to, uh, you know, the Atom, right? Like, I mean, taking out Scott, La like, just, it's criminal what he did. So I don't think Warner Brothers ever had any plan of letting it see the light of day. But there was a massive movement for three years pushing this thing, and all of a sudden now streaming wars start becoming a thing, and you launch a streaming service, and nobody's fucking going to that streaming service, and your biggest competition is Disney. You need something to get subscribers? Well, you have a built-in massive fan base of people if you release this. And it was the perfect thing to put on HBO Max, and I'll be interested to see when numbers start to come out, what kind of impact the movie had. But considering the amount of people that wanted to see this vision... It's a lot of people that are going to make sure they go and get HBO Max. And, and if that doesn't happen, I don't know if we see the movie. The funny thing about that, that and I'm not disagreeing with your logic, because I think you're probably pretty spot on, but there's a few other things that would draw people in beyond that. But I get I get where you're going, for sure. Um, the thing that, that kind of um, counters that argument, though, is that I think it was like a week, almost a week to the day before Warner Brothers released a statement that they still don't like this cut. Yeah, And so, like, you're shooting yourself in the foot as Warner yeah. Brothers. You're still trying to steer people away from this film, you know? Yeah. And now, from what I've heard, they are buying into the Snyderverse again. And, like, it's in play for streaming on HBO Max, whether it's a bunch of series that lead to a movie or so those conversations are 100% happening. And they started happening before the movie even got released. So I think seeing the reaction, which I imagine is going to be extremely positive, like, right now... The audience score on this is higher than Avengers audience score. And I know Rotten Tomatoes isn't the end all be all, but it shows you there's a massive it's a 96 on the fan side and it's a 73 or 76 on the critic side. So it's a huge turnaround from his other movies. He, and if you a, have something. Go ahead. No, 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 please. I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. No, I was just like, if you have something that's going to now start to be able to build that kind of momentum, be like. Critics like this movie. The fans like this movie. They're buying back into that universe. There's no reason not to go back and explore that. And I think that's back on the table now. So what I was going to say real quick, though, is that I, I I, think, and I know you're saying Rotten Tomatoes is not the end-all be-all, and I agree, and I, and I know you're not, like, dying on that hill, but is I think a lot of time when you get to the fan score and something like that, it's very much of, like, what have you done for me now? Avengers is oh, a yeah. couple years out of the zeitgeist right now. I mean, obviously you have oh, WandaVision yeah. and, I mean, and and these other spin-off things happening, but the Avengers itself, I bet if you put it up against Avengers at the height, it's oh, probably sure. a similar yeah. number. There's like 250,000 you know? fan reviews on Avengers right now, and there's only 25,000 on Justice League. Right. But so that initial change from the other movies that Zack's put out for DC, that's going to be something that makes, as a business for Warner Brothers, makes you go, if people are buying in, how do you not think about bringing it back? Now, they have a lot of things they got to fix, right? Like, Ray Fisher is currently fired. Henry Cavill isn't under contract. Like, you need both of those guys back. And I think Hamada can pull it off because he wasn't involved with any of the original Justice stuff. But, like, you know, they definitely have work to do. But there is at least a possibility for fans that like this movie and buy into this universe and want to see that, that it could be back in play now, especially with the multiverse. So there's a couple. but So this this brings up something I was going to get to probably later, but I think you talking about it brings it in now because there are some. Look, 
first off, as fans and as movie reviewers, because that's essentially what we are in our own rights, right? We're going to look for stuff. We're going to look for nitpick things to pull apart. I, I don't like pretty much anything they did with Aquaman's extended group in this film. I don't. I I like James Wan's version of it way better. And if they're going to do this, then they need to... I mean, actors aside, because Rico and I both have a big problem with Amber Heard still being a part. Well, she's not now, but for... For when she was no, still, she get... still is. Yeah, no, oh, I thought they. I thought you they said they. Oh, okay. They have not made a statement. They're, I thought they're still. I thought you had said they they did, but go ahead, Rico. Finish. I'm sorry. No, they have not made a statement about her no longer being involved. I mean, obviously, she's a fucking. Like, it's now established that she lied, that she was the abuser of Giant Abbott. Was not. I also agree. They were fucking awful to each other, mm-hmm. but she was worse. Like Johnny definitely drank and fucking did drugs, and but I don't believe he hit her. I believe he fucking beat the shit out of other things around her. I also th- I also acknowledge that he lost, and I'm going to say this: he lost two hundred and fifty million dollars. He had two hundred and fifty million dollars. I don't. I, I'm I'm grateful I have two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and all the money he made from pirates from the, like the four or five the four pirates movies was gone. And then he happened to have a tantrum when it was like Amber Heard's fucking birthday, and she was like, "Oh, what? He's he's so he's such a monster." It's like he lost two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like it was stolen from him from his accountants. Can you fucking leave the guy alone? Like, fuck your birthday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, but um, that being said, but I, I mean, like, like I like the fact that, and and I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking, guys. Hear me out here. Like, I'm not, I'm not. You know, these are not I'm sweeping. With, I'm with you. I have some nitpicks as well. I'm not sweeping changes here, but like, I like that she's more of a redhead in James Wan's thing. I think that's a good visual. She's got. She's almost like an. It's almost an orange brunette thing in the Snyder. Cut in 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 the James Wan thing. She's like it's it's flat out red, like it's red colored. Now it might be all digital, but it still looks better. I think the British accents don't make any fucking sense what to me. The, yeah, what the no fuck clue. was that? Yeah, no I. Clue. Um, she was just like, "Hello, governor. I'm gonna get me some Aquaman dick." Like, wait, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Like, I will avenge Aquaman. You know, like, what like, part of fucking London are you from, bitch? You know, Voc- Voco having longer hair. I don't really care about because he could have got no, a haircut. He, you but know, he did have long hair. Yeah, he was in a man bun. A bun. Right, but yeah. I think even in the bun, the size it was, I think it wouldn't have been as long undone. But I, that's that's it's nitpicking, like I said. Like that's not the the biggest. I think is the the twist on the storyline where El, Queen Atlanta, 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 yeah, raises Amber Heard, and that her parents are dead because that fucking yeah. is a yeah. That bl- didn't make any bit of goddamn sense. I'm no. like, no, Dolph Lundgren was like there. But see, here's the thing, and this is I'm not saying it makes it okay, but the justification for it is I think Zach wrote all this before Aquaman was even a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he shot all this before. Right. That's Aquaman what I'm saying. Thing, right? So like, like oh. 90 95 percent of this movie is what he shot back then. He didn't add that much outside of digital effects. Like when you look at the story, I think most of this is what he shot back then. Okay, but he. But for and I agree with you, but at the same time, he also could have been like, 
oh, hey, I saw Aquaman. That doesn't make sense for this scene now. Let me tweak it and take it so that the fans like us aren't being like, hey, fuck you. Why does she have a British accent? And why so, I, does she have – like, yeah. don't they talk in water? Don't they, like, why are they having the water bubble? Yeah, the water well, – I didn't get there yet. But, yeah, the, I'm that, glad they got rid goes, of the water bubble. Go ahead. Yeah, like, that goes back to, like – I mean, this is what Snyder had done, right? Like, this is the movie that he was working on to – with the money that they gave him to have to go back and redo those scenes, you'd have to possibly get Amber Heard and them to come back to make that. Cause all those scenes are very important inside of the justice league story. I do agree that having King Atlas, you know, place be at the center of the earth is way more interesting than it just being near Atlantis and the British accents don't make any sense. And I think if it wasn't going to like completely dis or like disrupt what was already done, I think Zach would probably admit the way that James went is the better route, but we, he's giving us his vision from back in whenever it was. That right, exactly. And and for right, us, it's lucky but... that it ended up being the Justice version because that allowed James Wan to do what James Wan did. And I don't think if they move forward, they're not going to revert back to this. They're going to just keep running with the James Wan stuff, and you just kind of have to ignore the fact that like back then it was British, and then when James got it, it was like, well, that just doesn't make any sense, so let's not do it. Right. Rico, you were going to say yeah. something, because I, I have a comment, but go ahead. I just still th I think he did have enough time. He he did have enough time to be, I don't but know. But did he have enough budget? Yeah, you, he could have watched Aquaman and been like, oh, shit. And then, he, oh, you know what he could have just done? He could have had Amber Heard just redub her dialogue, cut it to a different scene. Like, he had all, he had the ways of doing it. He had the mechanics of doing it. He had a full year, and it almost kind of seems like the full year was to add that Taylor that uh, that tail end scene at the end, as well as add some fucking needles all over fucking Steppenwolf. Which little thing, he looked way better, but I think he sounded better in the Joss version. I disagree. I'm like, uh, see, I disagree too. I think he sounded better better here too. Yeah, I, I had a hard time watching. I had a hard time listening to him because you get Siren Hines, who is has a great fucking you know. Uh, Shakespearean voice like he's got that good voice and then to distort it and deepen it and synthesize it so much where it's unrecogni unrecognizable then why the fuck did you hire him in the first place and my point for that is they cast pretty much a fucking unknown to play Darkseid and Darkseid almost had almost the exact same voice so that's my point if you're going to hire fair. someone let them be, let them sound like who they're going to sound like you don't hire Robert Downey Jr. and fuck with his voice so much where it's like, wait, that's Robert. Why? Why cast Robert Downey Jr. then? Or even, or even a, a better, not, not, not going against it, but uh, even a better one would probably be um, like if you hire like Morgan Freeman, because that voice even more right. than RDJ. So I'm with you there. But um, I was thinking my my perspective on that is more of. In the and I'm I'm gonna have trouble saying this I think so bear with me the Justice League okay got it out good anyway in that version Steppenwolf is a whiny fuck like like mother my you if I hear him say mother one more time and not immediately followed by the word box to to, to describe the actual piece of equipment I was ready to punch him myself I mean yeah you were saying mother. Fucker. Right, exactly. <laughs> like at least in this version, Steppenwolf has some balls. Like he's not. I mean, yeah, he's got some things he's where he's upset about not going because of what Darkseid did to him. But like, it's not this mother, mother. I mean, I, 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 I mother, bet mother, if you mother. kept track. Right now, I'm serious. If you kept track, I bet it's like double digits of him just saying mother 
throughout that not, fucking film. I, I don't think he's saying it in like a whiny kind oh, of way. Oh, he I, I was, totally I was is. Kind of, I would, no, no, no. I always kind of envisioned him saying like, mother, like this is for you, mommy. No. Well, like, even then. It, is, it is his mother. No, it's not. Yes, it well, is. How? How? The mother boxes are like, it's, it's his mother, like her spirit and shit. In the mother boxes. I've never seen that in any of the stuff I've ever read before. They didn't establish that, so it was Exactly, kind of weird. so he sounds like a whiny fuck screaming at boxes about his mother. Fuck that. Well, that's what I do these days. Well, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't pull that card. That's not right. Um, I'll, I'll pull the mother card. Vi- visually, I, I agree. They didn't establish the, well, the and that's whole I don't, why it's called mother. I don't think Joss knew how to fill in all of the dark side and Desaad stuff. Like, how do I replace that with just mother boxes? Oh, we'll just call her mother the whole fucking movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, that, that, that was like his only out because they weren't going to use dark side. And we know that stuff was shot. Right, right. Did you guys catch the fucking... Uh, Oh, uh, gra- uh, Grandma Goodness? Is that what her fucking Granny name is? Granny Goodness? Yeah. Granny Goodness? Did you catch her? No. Yeah. She, yeah. She's Granny Goodness. Yeah, she's that big fucking woman who stands next to hair. Dark Side with Kinda the white hair. like... Uh, with the staff? Judy Dench. Yeah. Oh, I did which see was, her, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was, it was supposed to be, of, so... It was sort of Judy Dench, like, meets um, Jane Lynch. It was sort of yeah. Jane Lynch. Um, I, I do want to go back to something Simeon was saying about... Uh, King Atlans, uh, air. I I didn't interpret that as that being the spear. I interpreted that as just being a statue to represent the king, as you would have in any kingdom oh, outside of an fair. area. But but that the actual like the one, if you will, to to use a, a Matrix reference, the one was still at the center of the earth where where he ultimately goes to get it in Aquaman. So I di- I interpreted that as just a statue that he might have still been looking that, at, but that makes a shitload more sense. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even look at that Atlantis in the Snyder cut as Atlantis. Well, I don't think it's Atlantis I, at all. No, it's an outside area yeah. of Atlantis, yeah. Right. I I but like I've heard people be like, "Oh, wow, you know, James Wan really pimped out Atlantis. I'm like, well, that's what I Atlantis is. I want to say there's one shot where he's like in the water going somewhere and you can see like some sort of glow or bright light in the distance. I think that's supposed to be Atlantis. And like we're on the far outskirts of like probably like pieces of the city that were destroyed, not rebuilt and just left for, you know. When it rubble. when it got sunk into the ocean. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't see the glow, but I, I don't doubt that it's there. And if it is, and you're probably right. And I would agree. So, you know. But I, I, I didn't think that was the actual trident. I but thought that was just statue more of it. makes so much. I'm mad at myself for not thinking that. Well, because yeah. you see, I mean, you see him sitting there holding it, and I mean, obviously James Wan and Zack Snyder, so two different directors. But he's not holding it in that same way, and he's not wearing the armor. That's so that's why I'm kind of also don't have a giant fucking like sea monster Mary Poppins like fucking. <laughs> right. I love that that movie came out right around the exact same time as Mary Poppins. And the Mary Poppins was in the the fucking Aquaman movie. <laughs> yeah, Julie, not Julie the Andrews. Yeah. yeah, although she she was awesome. I I we we did a we did a, a commentary on that one. See, man, if you're ever in the mood to listen oh, to it, so I I will have to. I love that yeah. movie. When I did my review, I uh, jumped into my shower fully clothed, 
got myself soaking wet and then sat down to start shooting the the review like i didn't know where the fuck i was i was like where where why am i oh and basically it was the 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 movie just washed me over with a fucking tidal wave of goodness <laughs> well it was let me so fucking wonderful for, first mean, off like, came all over me Kudos to you for a commitment to the bit, because that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I did the whole review. But, like, you see fucking water dripping off my head and shit while I'm doing the review. That's awesome. I mean, I get wet when I watch Momoa, too, but you took it a little too <laughs> I, I felt like I had to go all, all the way there, because oh, that's man. how much I love that movie. It really it, it is my favorite of the standalones, I think, of, the, of he, that universe. But CJ, you haven't seen Shazam. I'm trying to get you to watch Shazam. <sighs> Shazam is so fucking good. Uh, I, I I like Aquaman better, but Shazam's right there. It, it, uh, it, I'm more I'm more interested in watching that than the other one. You know that I won't watch Rico. I'll, if I have to put them side by side, I'll take that one first. But to me, to you me, like, Seaman, yeah. it just looks so campy, like so 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 campy. What an Aquaman looked like a fucking Schindler's List like type but, of level of intelligence. See, like for me, I don't mind camp if it's intentional and if it's like meant to play into that. And I think the movie does like it plays into all those places perfectly. It's big meets Superman. What more yeah. could you fucking ask for? Yeah, I mean, nothing, and, nothing. And and we, you know, Siege. We talked about Mark Strong on our Sherlock. Uh, double deep Mark dive. Strong. He's Mark so... Strong is the fucking bad guy yeah. in Shazam, and he's fucking great in that too. Yeah, and I love giving the 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 uh, like foster care system a story. Uh, just ha- having a family who's done foster care for, like many times, and my youngest sister came from foster care, and we adopted her. Mm. Um, but like ha- seeing that represented on screen and represented really really well, like I thought they nailed that stuff. And that part of that story is obviously super important. Like everything I, in that movie works. I, I'm more. I'm so you. I don't think you know this, Simi, because in the, the brief time that we've known you, I don't think we've talked about it. I fundamentally hate the content, and I don't want to get into a long discussion about it. So if it's something we oh, want to talk about, we'll save it for another day. But I fundamentally hate the concept of the Joker film, and will never watch that if. My, you could put a gun to my head, and I don't think I'd watch right. that movie. No, we'd have so. to clockwork orange's ass, like you yeah, know, pretty open much. His eyes open, and, you know. Look, I, I, I understand anyone that like has that type of stance, and like that's fine. That you, you're just missing out on a really good piece of cinema. I, you know, well, and I said that I'll say this, and because again, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but I said this even to Rico, and and he, even even without me having seen that, Rico understands at least where I'm coming from with this point, right? If they called it. The way Rico described it to me, and he gave me a pretty blow-by-blow description of the film privately, so we didn't spoil it for people. But sort of. I, enough that I have an idea of what happens sure. through the bulk of the film. Um, if they had called it anything but the Joker and not said it as a DC character, I think I'd be more okay with it. My fundamental problem with it is it, make, it gives the Joker a backstory. But that's a whole yeah. different... yeah. We'll go, have that go, no, no, conversation because no, no, no. I, like, I don't want to like drop a major spoiler if anyone hasn't seen it and might be watching it at some point. Everyone, my should, dad, fucking saw that movie. The, Everyone's the every, way the movie. The one person. The the way the movie ends sets it up that the entire movie could be a lie, right? Because Joker is telling the story to a doctor in a in a mental hospital. Yeah. So I, and, and and we've seen Joker backstories before in the animated series and in the comics, but they're they're always alluded to as well. There are maybe, and this is right. kind of a maybe. This is how it happened, uh, which is why right. it's the only reason it works for me. 
Like if there was, I said right from the get go, I was like, you need to have a scene at the end of this movie that makes me go, maybe this whole thing was a lie or parts of it were a lie. And there's multiple spots in the movie that, that kind of reaffirm that. Well, since we have mentioned the Joker, um, I know we're jumping all around the film here, but let's let's. Oh, and by the way, guys, we're spoiling the fucking. Oh yeah, (laughs) we probably should. I'll, 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 Rico. We don't always do this, but I'll, I'll record a spoiler alert at the beginning for this one, Um, because we we usually we usually do tell people that we're spoiling stuff up front. We just forgot this time. Um, I honestly, I dug it. I, I dug. I dug Jared's interpretation here. I do do I think it it completely makes up for Suicide Squad? No. But what I think what I saw was what I what I would actually d- dub as a natural progression of the character. So what I mean by that it is in Suicide Squad, which presumably happens let's say a year before Justice before the Justice League film, right? At least, and probably no. It's after. No, it's after. Is it? Because Superman's dead. Is Superman dead? In... I don't. Is Superman. These well, it's, is it's Superman alive Batman... in Suicide Squad. You don't see no, him, but there's it, no. It's after. It's after Batman vs Superman. So Superman is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I always took it as. Not after okay. Justice. Okay. After BBS. It's after Batman vs Superman, but it's it's before Justice League. I would probably. It depends on which version. If you're talking about the Snyder cut, it's it's eighteen months. Okay, so it's 18 months. That's fine. It's 18 months after Batman v Superman. But more importantly, that scene that he's featured in is presumably at most five years after the end of the movie. Uh Presumably. I would say more like two, but maybe five, right? Somewhere in that window at least. Could and, be longer. I mean, it all depends it on when Dark Side comes, right? Like, right, that's what that's why I'm years. saying it's a little right. I I don't think it's that long, but I get your point. Yeah, no, so, I don't either. But yeah, it's it, when it, it's when Warner Brothers was decided to be done with Margot Robbie. That's, right, that's when it is. But my that, that was a bigger surprise than anything. I was like, when they were like, you know, what would I would Bat- see? I'm with you, Siege. Like, I'm glad that they kind of updated the fucking Leto look a little bit. Clearly, well, he decided to go to a fucking laser tattoo removal place um, i also but i also like but real quick regard just i want to finish the point because i didn't get to say what i was thinking oh, i'm sorry uh, no it's all right i i think it's a natural progression of where the character is in suicide squad where he's on top of the world and he's you know tattoos aside because i'm not going to argue that point with you but i'm because no 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 because i i agree with you on the tattoo thing but i'm just talking about the character sure itself where, where the joker is at that time on top of the world you know Basically, no one can touch him except maybe the bat. You know, he he's he's pretty untouchable to where he is at that point where he's kind of relying on Batman to still survive. You know, and you complete me. Well, and that's it's funny you said it that way because do I think it's as good as Ledger's? Not by a long shot, but it's, fuck no. But it's closer to the Ledger interpretation of the character in here than it is to what he originally pulled off in Suicide Squad. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. It is kind of closer to Joaquin Phoenix's. Yeah. So you, you're, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're like, I really like this interpretation, but fuck no, will I ever watch an interpretation <laughs> that's like the interpretation that I like. You see I what I'm saying? A, like, I think it's a good combination of the two, right? Like oh, when I he's just, laughing just, and he's going out here, 
and, and kind of like getting like a little loony. That's more toward, I think, the Heath interpretation. Whereas like, I think some of his delivery and just overall look and feel is more like Joaquin. But like when he starts doing that crazy weird laugh and he's just like doing like real weird shit, I didn't get that from Joaquin too much. No, not at all. See, with Joaquin's laughing, you know it's an affliction. Yeah. It's it's a sort of laughing Tourette's thing, and he makes it look painful. Yes, so, 100%. see, when he's laughing uncontrollably, he's grabbing his you, Yeah, you you told me about that. I remember. So, yeah. But, I, look, this is what I think of when I think of Jared Leto's Joker. And I didn't realize it until someone said it out loud. He laughs like a fucking seagull. I can see it. Straight up. Like, what the fuck? And his, his, you know, basically, if you, you, yeah, but you know, there's different and then there's what the fuck. And so Jared Leto's Joker, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's Marilyn Manson with the voice of Jim Carrey. That's it. Like, I'll give you the best way in Suicide Squad. At one point, he says, this guy's intense. That's straight up Jim Carrey's voice. I urge you to watch that scene again and not think fucking The Mask or Ace Ventura. But look, I like Jared Leto as an actor, but I just felt like this fucking version just it just doesn't fucking go well. Like even in <sighs> even even in this one in this scene, you're talking about this scene. The, the look is better. The fucking weird like, you know, music video kind of version of him is fine. I think Batman outshone the Joker. Like, I know we were all like, oh, fuck, Joker! And then it was like, oh, no, dude. Ben Affleck won that scene. He's like, (laughs) like, he's like, and I will fucking kill you. I'm like, oh! Oh! You gotta let Batman say fuck at least once in a movie. Yeah. So well, and, that, and that's the other thing. Like, going back to just comparing the two Justice Leagues, Batman in this one, Batman's always a brooding character. We all agree on that. That's just who Batman is, right? Because his parents are killed and Crime Alley and the shit we've seen a billion fucking times. Yes, we all know that, right? But him in the Justice League constantly going, this is all my fault. I, I cause this, like, all the time. Like, he brings it up a few times in the Snyder Cup, but it's not... This is more of, okay, I need to help save the world as opposed to right this wrong that I fucked up. You right. know what I mean? It's not, a, it's not as much boo-boo-boo-boo. Yeah. It's not... It's no. Really... I feel like you feel how guilty he is better in this movie than in the Justice movie where he's talking about it more. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, 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 yeah. yeah, I had a big problem with, like, the Joss Whedon version where he's just like... I failed him in life. I won't fail him. Like, well, like, dude, you helped put him in the ground. Like, I, that's another thing I had a problem with in just the, the concept of Batman versus Superman. Like when he, like when he goes and saves Martha, that is arguably the best fucking scene of Batman. As far as I'm concerned, period. Yep. I'm with you. So, that warehouse scene's amazing. But then for him to be like, I'm afraid of your sons. It's like, no, you're not. Don't fucking lie to his mommy like that. You fucking beat He's trying to make her feel safe. <laughs> yeah, but look. Like, I know your son. You know? But see, like, here's an irony. Wait. That, she, that, that, hold on. That line where she's like, I figured, you know, the cape, that screams more Joss Whedon than what Joss Whedon did with the fucking Justice League. I'm sorry. But, but here's the thing, and I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong there, Rico, but here's the thing about that, right? And, and this is why I still have a bit of a problem 
with when they resurrect Superman in this cut, and he's still kind of like fighting everybody, especially you see he he still looks at, at Batman with that like I'm gonna fuck you up more than anybody else look, right? But what first off, I'm glad they cut out the oh do you bleed bullshit because fuck you that needed that was terrible. I um, I liked that though. I thought that was a good like out of all the little things that Joss did, I liked that he said that shit to Batman. He was like, do you bleed? Like I loved that fucking line that you know in the first Batman. See, I I didn't, but that's okay. But anyway, the the, the point though that I I just lost um shit. He's fighting all the Justice League members. Yeah, I know. I remember the scene, but I was I forget the point I was trying to make about it. Um, Was it the Flash? Because well, no, we're we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But like, I, I I just, I just, oh, I, I was saying like, I did. Were they friends? No, friends a strong word. But because of and because keep in mind, we're talking about two Snyder films. We're talking about Batman v Superman, and we're talking about this cut of Justice League. So. There's a scene in Batman v Superman when Doomsday's on on you know full bore and you know one woman's doing her thing, and they turn to each other and go, "Is she with you?" And I thought you brought her or something to that effect. I probably don't have the lines 100, percent but like that shows at least they've gotten past the animosity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe there's more not... of a camaraderie there, right? Exactly. exactly. So. So then, for it to get to this point in the in Justice League where they're back at this fighting, kind of didn't, and that's what I really hated about the Joss version. It's a little, it's a little more muted in this one, but it's still there that I don't get it. I think oh, it's, yeah. I, I think it's like, it's not that he doesn't entirely know who he is, right? Like because he remembers Lois, he knows where home is. It's like the things that are first hitting him as he's coming back are probably all the stuff around his death and you see Batman and you're like, you, 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 last time I saw you, you wanted to kill me. And after well, Cyborg same, shoots yeah. at him, like that's when he goes, right? Like he's confused. He doesn't know anything. That's why he's scanning him. And then Cyborg's defense mechanisms go. He's like, these people are fighting me. Oh, and that motherfucker over there, he wanted to kill me. Wait, like, that's where his head is. Rico, I'm going to let you make your point first, but I disagree with that. And I'll tell you why in a second, but go ahead, Rico. I want you, you were no, going to make I, a point. I, I agree. I, I feel like it. it is, if you have very specific amnesia, you're going to think about what the last fucking trauma you had. And if, let me put it this way. If, if Bruce Wayne was Bruce Wayne, like he wasn't wearing the cowl, I don't think Superman would have attacked him. Agreed. But because Batman, by the way, Wonder Woman is awful at trying to take someone off the ledge. She's just like, Kal-El, no. <laughs> and like, wow, that, yeah, that, no wonder he fucking went at Cemetery, which I have to acknowledge. I have a love-hate for that whole, like, Pet Cemetery thing because it made perfect sense. Like, I don't like Ezra Miller and I don't like his Flash. I like him more in this version than the Joss Whedon cut. Oh, without question. Yeah, they make him a better character. there's still parts of him in this. Like, I would have bet a million dollars that the whole portion of him, like, running towards Superman while he's, like, Superman's being fucking fucked with by Aquaman, Cyborg, and Wonder Woman, and then, like, Superman slowly looking at him, I would have bet that was all Joss Whedon. I was fucking wrong. Because that's all Snyder... But there's there is some differences. Like it's sort of stretched out slightly longer, and like I like I, those I, missed punches. That bit wasn't in the Justice League, I don't think. 
Uh, some of them was, but I think they added a couple more. They did, yeah. It wasn't as stretched, like Rico said, it wasn't as stretched out, but yeah, it was. But uh, but going back to your guys, both of your guys' point about the amnesia with Batman and Superman, you're right that they were fighting, Seaman. I don't disagree with you there, but post that, I mean, look, as much as we all, and we didn't know you at the time, so I don't know if you did, but we both shat on the whole Martha thing at the time, you know. Um, I got over it. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm kind of over it too, but I'm saying at the I'm going back to at the time that we yeah, talked no, at about the it, moment. Right? It was the dumbest thing ever. Exactly. Since. There's a massive monster to make you guys friends. Why does it have to be Martha? Well, but even then, the monster wasn't a thing yet. No, but you, you know, know, like so, from a movie perspective, you know that's yes. coming. Like that's your thing that brings them together. Right, but that's and that's kind of my point though. So uh, you get the Martha thing, you get him saving his mother, and then you get the I thought she was with you back and forth little quip thing. Which doesn't make sense. Well, what? The, I thought she was with you. No, dude. Like, you have been the only one dealing with Diana. You know you. Not Batman. that. Not in Batman v Superman. They didn't know each other. They, well, they didn't really. In... Batman knows that Wonder Woman is Diana at that point. I Superman guess. but doesn't know who the fuck Diana is. The... So it makes sense. He doesn't sense see her at the party? We don't, there's never been, uh, there was not an on-screen thing of him being like, who the fuck is that? She's yeah, like, it's only it, it's only it Bruce and her interacting, so yeah. it makes sense for Superman to say, is she with you? It doesn't make any sense for Batman to be like, I thought she was with you. No, dude, you know she wasn't with him. But, well, but it's wait, more like, I, I know I didn't make the call, so I'm assuming you called her, because like, I mean, there's, there's you, that, that's, that's how I took it. There's that like, angle, too, like, but I the, didn't call her. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that to this amnesia thing, all these things take place after they've stopped trying to kill each other. So he has all these other memories of them now kind of like, not friends, but at least cooperating and being... Batman beat the living shit out of him way more and, than they were friends. So, like, of the, as the memories are coming back, the ones that are going to be stronger are like, that guy punched me in the face. Like, that, <laughs> that guy that's stopped a point, the punch. That you know what I mean? He's like, the that's... only guy to have really almost killed Superman. Zod yeah. came close. But who killed Zod? Right. Superman. Yeah. So, like, we know deep down that and Superman has got a little underlying fear of Batman. Right, has, the, tra- and also, the trauma is gonna come to your brain before the. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we had that moment where we were cool. You know, hey, I mean, but I think remember when like we bonded though because our mom had the same <laughs> fucking name because comic book writers are lazy in the forties. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I, I have a friend who works. We used to work at DC, and we were talking about like the movies or whatever. I was like, yeah, the one thing that always rubbed me wrong was the Martha. She's like, I actually appreciated that somebody called out that commonality that nobody ever talks about. And when she no, said but, that, I was like, oh well, that's an interesting I, take. I guarantee you millions of, of if not if not close to a billion of comic book fans worldwide oh, when that sure. movie came out went oh shit because none yeah. of us i didn't think about it yeah you don't yeah, yeah. i really really want there to be a scene where batman is talking to aquaman be like your dad's name is thomas <laughs> just yeah. just once be like did we just become best friends yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know that if we get the Snyder verse on Max, maybe we'll get that. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, you, not, not <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I, I will I saw say, what HBO yeah. Max did with another fucking thing named Tom, and it was with Ann Jerry, and that didn't fucking work well for me. No, I'm with I didn't. There. I didn't see that. Yet, I did so. like the Tom and Jerry elements. There just wasn't enough Tom and. You're, I hate any time a movie's title characters are in the movie less than all the other characters. Like that always rubs me the wrong way. 
I think I'm just getting really fucking frustrated with anything Warner Brothers does. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. You brought up Flash, Rico, and I think that's a good time to talk about him. Look, we all agree that, well, I don't know about all, because I don't know your stance, but I know Rico and I agree that Ezra Miller, the human being, is pretty much pond scum. But hey, hold on, I have to clarify: it's nothing to do with his his queerness. Like, no, I was, oh no, I, I, no, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like I, but, I fuck up by calling him him. I know he prefers the. See, I'm still doing it. They prefer the pronoun. Oh, I do. They, they as Ezra is they. I didn't realize. Okay, I, I didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah, I don't. But I, if I fuck up, it's not because I, I'm sure. transphobic or, mm. or homophobic. It's just. I don't like any, I don't like anybody who decides to choke slam a fan. Yes, that, that's our problem. Alcohol. And that fan was a woman. Yes, and yeah. and if despite you, how do you just, fuck up an Icelandic uh, person? And Although despite it is the that is the weirdest fucking video. Like that that whole thing happens in slow mo. Like it's so it, it is weird. It's strange. Yeah. Spot. I think and, Zack Snyder filmed it. And, <laughs> and without without getting into a whole political type discussion, despite what pronoun he. Or that Ezra's choosing and, to use with they, which is fine. We we fundamentally don't have a problem with that. Rico and I are, and I think Simeon, it looks like I'm you agree too. Yeah. yeah, you're still physically built like a male, right? And if you're attacking a woman on camera, that's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Despite what pronouns you choose to use, that's that's where I don't know we if stand. He, I don't know if they knew that they were on camera. Well, despite that. Whether you knew or not, the fact that you're doing it, you're still built like a male despite the pronoun you're using. Anyway, that's beside the point. I I like – so here's the things I like about this interpretation of Flash, not just Snyder, but the overall both films interpretation of Flash. Because there were some small things about both films that I liked. He's clearly – as the youngest member of the team and newest to his power, still trying to kind of figure out who the Flash is, right? Like, he, he's still... And even as they did in Seaman, I'm sure you've seen the um, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover on the CW. Like, he didn't even have a name until that, until that yep. interaction with Grant Gustin. But what... What I didn't like about the Joss one is that he was so over the top in his kidness, right? Whereas in this version, he's still green, he's still learning, he's still figuring it out, but he's not, first off, he's not as dumb. Because Barry Allen's not, he may not be like a super genius, but he's certainly not an idiot either. And and the Joss Whedon cut made him seem very unintelligent, you know, 
at least in this version, when they're talking about, you know, the metal densities in the mother box and electrical charges, like he knew what the hell was going on and could it in right. intelligently yeah. be a part of that conversation. But then still have some of the awe and wonderment of like, oh shit, look where I am. Like when the bat signal pops up into the sky and he goes, oh, it's your signal. You know what I mean? Like he can still have some of those moments. Like one of the moments I hated in the Joss Sweden one is when they're going down to get the the the, the captives of the the parademons, and he says to Batman, "I've only ever pushed people." Like that whole sequence was dropped, and I think that was a good idea. Yes, you can, because you can visually see that he's not fully aware of how to fight with his powers, but he can still use them to be productive and useful to the group. Just the way he saves Iris, right? Like the care he takes in bringing her down, because if he were to just grab her and move her at that speed, he'd break every bone in her body. You know what I mean? So to see him use the care when he's taking her down, you understand, he understands what he does when he comes into contact with people at that speed. Okay, yes, I still have a problem with that scene because he's like, I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late. You should not be late. You are the Flash. You, like, don't... Like, I get it was a joke for the sake of being a joke, but it's... I just didn't... I was like, you can't be late. The whole point of you being super fast is that you're never late. It's It, it just didn't flow well. And then to make it even worse, he acts like nothing happened. He's just like cuddling with the puppies. He's like, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll start. I'll start on Monday, right? And I'm just, if I was that person interviewing him, I would've been like, okay, first of all, you were standing in front of me, and then now you're over there. There's something clearly wrong. But I also, by the way, you were late for your fucking interview, so no. And your resume looks like the dogs are gonna walk, chewed it up, which is all. Like, did the, yeah, the dog eat your fucking homework? Like, dude, like, no. Also, by the way, you're like kissing puppies when there's a car accident out front. Well, like, you're clearly I mean, not like aware of what's your surroundings. Like, yes, those things are are fundamentally are not great, but sure. But I think I'm I'm saying have that scene, but don't have that scene. Yes, no, I understand. I understand what like, you're saying. Like, have Barry just go home after he saves Iris, or or whatever. Like that. See, that's my problem. Is like Zack Snyder is a filmmaker who visually does everything. Story-wise, cut does half of it. That's sort of my problem. And I don't just blame Sam. I blame Terrio and, and all the other fucks. Like, but there is a collaborative effort. Like, if this is Zack Snyder's vision, this is like, this is exactly what I want it to be. I have a fucking fundamental problem where I'm just like, okay, but what's with all the Enya music? What the fuck was wrong with Wonder Woman's fucking theme? That was a badass theme. And having Wonder Woman come on and had that music come on every single time she's on screen was kind of infuriating for me. Because every time I'm like seeing her about to do some badass shit, I'm like, dun, dun, dun. oh, no, they're not doing the fucking theme. God damn it. What's with this Enya Gladiator Troy shit? Well, I mean, here's a... didn't take it, me out of it at all. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Seaman on that. I, I didn't, I didn't have a f- problem with that as much. I, I the thing that I found really interesting. I think the one thing that we I don't want to say he got right. I, I was going to say that, but that's not the right phrase. The thing that he did differently, and it's the thing that one of the things that makes it the most Avengers uh, thing that he does in the film is some of the music that he puts in. Because obviously they wanted to use that same scene where where um, 
Aquaman's walking down the dock drinking a bottle of whiskey, and you know, instead of you know, instead of like the the choir music that you get, he puts in Icky Thumb by the White Stripes. You know, so that's it's it's definitely a different feel. I I like that better. I I think I'm with you on that one sequence, but I mean, I, but but it would have it would have really been out of place with everything else in the film, so it wouldn't have worked in this cut, you know. Oh, but but we definitely needed that part where that isolated woman is sniffing, uh, fucking Aquaman's sweater. Well, that's the other thing that I didn't was under- needed. You know, going back to the James Wan stuff, that's one of the things I did. I I like that James Wan is like. No, no, no. He doesn't have to strip down every time he gets in the goddamn water because it seems like in this, he every time he wants to go swimming, he has to get down to like just pants, where he can be in full clothes in in James Wan James Wan's world. I don't have a problem with him littering the fucking world or the beaches with his sweaters. <laughs> I have a problem with like some random woman singing some Icelandic like you know song about how much she loves Jason Momoa and then smelling his sweater. When like first off, hey, that's just gonna smell like fish. He's like, like a god your... to them though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean... If, like if God came and was like, "Hey, here's my fucking sweatshirt," I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> like he, like, you know, same way like and if you're God smells you're... like fish. How, how do how do how do fans react at like boy band concerts when a boy band rips off his shirt and throws it to a girl? Probably the first thing she does is go, "Oh my god, fucking this smells I... just like Justin Timberlake." Like that's what she's doing. She's fanning out. I just thought it was a little weird. The, the, it was just a weird addition. The smelling of the sweater, I agree with you, Rico, but this the song I got. The song made sense. The song to me. is yeah, fun. The song's awesome. The song's fun. Okay, well like, it made it heard... sound like you had a problem with the song too, so that's why I was trying to understand. I the song was fine if they're like, you know, they're singing Oh come haul he swims faithful. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. You know? That's fine. It was the it was like you know, you have the the choral choir. That's what I'm calling it. The choral choir. That's a good call. Uh, and then she's sniffing his fucking sweater. That was weird. It was just choose one or the other. Have creepy fangirl. You know, don't have. Hey, here's like you know under the sea on top of the beach. Let's fuck it. You know, it's just weird. Like that's my that was my whole thing. It was like, okay, this is the first chapter. This is the weirdest part of this first <laughs> chapter. Right. I, I mean, didn't think uh, twice about it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put if that I'm much. Okay, I, my I, question is, how drunk were you guys when you watched? I was. I was sober both times I watched it. I. I. I don't want to say I didn't think twice about it. See me, and I definitely took a second to be like, okay, that's a little different. But I did. But that, that was the the extent of the thought that I put into it. Really, is I kind of let it go. Um, I. You know, I sort of. I sort of looked at Steph, and I'm like, explain that shit. <laughs> you know, I. I like the fact that when he saves the guy, it's not from a parademon now. I did like that as well. I thought that made more sense. Oh, you mean Aquaman? Yeah. Because they completely took out that whole opening Batman sequence. Yeah. Uh, which which I also... Thank God for, because like, yeah. Batman wouldn't say Alfred in front nope. of, a, of a criminal. We said that Although, all... Yeah. I didn't have an issue with what happened in reference... Like when he's at out by where Aquaman is, because all those people are inconsequential. They don't know who Bruce Wayne is. So like I didn't right. mind that so much, but like to have Batman say Alfred in front of a criminal, like he would never do that. No, no, no. We we said that actually when we did our review, we were like that would have never fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. It was at so, least Batman thinking that whole movie. And honestly, he, he was just yeah, he was just one step away from being like, all right, Alfred, I'll see you at the Wayne Manor package. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Actually, I I like the fact that 
it it seems because and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because I didn't get to watch the Whedon cut again before today, it, and it's been a little while. Um, but it feels like even though Diana is the one that kind of tells him about the mother boxes, he knows m- more about them going into that conversation in the Justice League than he does in this one. Like, her going down into that that uh, underground crypt area, for lack of a better description, in this film, in the Snyder Cut, I thought was a really nice touch. Because I think that's what you would, you would have that. And honestly, substituting Steppenwolf for Darkseid in that flashback sequence when they're explaining what happened however many centuries ago... I think was the way to go. I it it, it play, yeah. to me it played way better than when it was Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf just you know screaming mother again as he's being dragged <laughs> away by his parademons. You know, I mean that's that's the thing, right? Like when when it, when you look at the Justice version versus Snyder's version, like you can tell that for whatever reason, Warner Brothers people who have been involved with DC for so long were like, we can't be having Dark Side in this movie, and we can't be having like Apocalypse in this movie. Like, it's just got to be one dude. I don't know who was saying those things, but like, just from a, co- I don't know what it's like to watch that movie not being a comic book fan, but as a comic book fan, you're like, man, this would make so much more sense if Dark Side was in the middle of all of this. So like, having that piece there. And having it be his story, and now you have uh, you know a banished Steppenwolf trying to get himself back in the good graces of Darkseid, it makes so much more sense, and it just adds so many more layers to that character that immediately makes him a better villain. Regal, I, go ahead. I would yeah. probably I would probably argue that it was Joss Whedon being like, "Hey guys, you want to know what Marvel's doing? This is what they're doing. Like Thanos is going to show up, and let's let's be honest, Thanos and Darkseid." I mean, Thanos is a direct copy of Darkseid. Oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. Or, yeah. But I would also, I would probably argue that he was like, yeah, you don't want to be compared to Marvel doing the Thanos thing because there's going to be a lot of non-fans that are not going to get it. They're going to just assume that DC is copying Marvel. Let's, but if they did, they would be more fucking. Did successful. we did we know that much about Thanos though? By the time this movie was coming out, I know he got enough teased, We got enough like, peppered. Yeah, we got enough peppered with that. Like, there's a big bad coming out there, and sure. then by Infinity War, he, but this movie would have been out by then, wouldn't it? This movie was closer to Age of Ultron. I got it. What, Hold on, four years ago. So um, was, well, no, I'm saying they they that Joss Whedon was definitely like saying. Well, no, you're right. There, we had are, are you saying like Joss was? knew that like fa- like all the Thanos stuff was coming, so he was steering oh, yeah. them away? Because from the fan perspective, I wouldn't have linked Thanos and Dark. Like if I saw Dark Side before we actually saw oh. Thanos outside of him spinning, and like those just like before they cast this would have been before they cast uh, Brolin, right? No, because Brolin was in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's 2014. So, so Justice League, the Snyder cut. Or I'm sorry, the the Whedon cut, right. 2017, and hold on, I'm getting. And he was teased at the end. It was Brolin officially at the end of Age of Ultron, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And those are, that's like 2014. Infinity okay. War was 18. But but we as the com we as the fans comic book fans sure we knew Thanos was coming, especially yes. since they probably announced the title for Infinity War. Sure. Around around that time when they did, Fan- I mean, Thanos definitely game. was teased before this. I oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my and look, I've got to say, like, do I like Dark Side? Yeah, fine, but they def. I don't think Snyder really delivered a good enough Dark Side. It definitely looked the part. He definitely was Dark Side. I'm not going to say anything different about that. But he was just kind of a bland, meh villain. He I agree. Just, he, he was just kind of a big dude for his whole reason of being evil was to be evil. Whereas Thanos, Thanos made people question themselves. Sure. Like, kind of like, I get it. I kind of get it. So, uh, Rick and CJ, I remember when you said, like, you know, when we were talking about the runtime and the two movies. I don't think this was the two movies. I think this was the first movie he pitched and dark side was going to be the major player in the second justice league. Okay. If looking at it that way, you gave me just enough dark side, you know, like tease him that cause he's coming. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at the storyboard yet, but Snyder pitched a three movie justice league arc. Yeah. That I knew. I didn't see it, but I know. And like all the stuff that he's teasing with the apocalypse and the, 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 you know, the, the nightmare stuff, all all that stuff comes to fruition. And like everything that we see happens in this three movie run. Um, And the whole key is that Batman has to sacrifice himself for Lois so that Superman doesn't go bad. But here's the, here's the flip side. Now, now there, there's still a strong probability that if there is a Justice League 2, it will not be Snyder. Because Snyder said, fuck Warner Brothers, you guys did me dirty. This is the last thing I'll do with Justice League. This is the last thing I'll do with Warner Brothers, nope. is what he said. Not anymore. Nope. He, he pitched a whole thing to them. It's announced. He, he's and doing the Snyder cut. It's on IMDb. Is announced, and he's the primary writer. Did they? Oh, yep. that's awesome. Yeah, I know he's like full on board to like keep pushing his cut now that they. The, but is that is that with Warner Brothers or is that with HBO Max? Well, is HBO Max different? is that is Warner Brothers. They own HBO Max. Yeah, but Warner Brothers had nothing to do with this. Warner Brothers, the studio said, "Fuck you, we're not doing a Snyder cut." And then it was AT and T, I guess, or whoever yeah, owns AT and T owns everything. So they were the ones that were like, "No, we're gonna do this." And Warner Brothers had to play ball. Yeah. So now that and the conversations that I was mentioning earlier that were happening before this came out were with Warner Brothers Snyder. He pitched an entire thing for the Snyder cut. Right. And after pitching that, they were like, "Okay, here, that, if this is what we're going to do and this works, then we might be able to go down some of these roads." So I know Warner Brothers is at least interested in whatever he wants to continue to do, and I think having new leadership like Walter Hamada, uh, I think makes it an easier thing for Snyder to be like. All right, I'm working with people who understand shit, right? Yeah, okay. And I so, think if so they he, let him go down the HBO Max, he's going to have room to breathe to tell a really long story. So he, here's what's confirmed so far, at least according to IMDb. This is, and there's not much, but here's what's confirmed. Snyder's writing the story. Chris Terrio is writing, doing the screenplay based on the story. Deborah Snyder's producing, surprise. But, I mean, that's not meant as a negative, but <laughs> let's be real. And then Gal Gadot as, as uh, Wonder Woman and Joe Maganiello as Deathstroke are the only confirmed... Fuck you. The only confirmed things... Oh, and Belle, Belle Williams for doing stunts, who I don't even know who that is, with all respect to her. But that's the only... That's the only confirmed thing so far and there's not even a story synopsis but it is it is announced and so whether you know now okay. how many things we've seen to be fair and and see me and i'm sure you agree how many things we've seen on imdb that's been announced oh, sure. and stated in that status for oh yeah yeah well, i'm I mean, still definitely... waiting for fucking black widow i'm sorry 
<laughs> yeah. I, I like I semi understand it, right? Like I think it's the one thing Feige realizes he fucked up on was not getting her movie out before Wonder Woman. So he wants to give her the biggest. I think like if it came out, no COVID, if it would have come out, I think it would have made the most money out of any standalone female superhero movie. I think that's what he wants. I think that's what Disney wants, and they just. They're holding on to this movie better be fucking like and, amazing. And that's the it's thing, not. based on the trailers, it doesn't look that way to no, me. I think it's gonna be like a good time. I'm gonna enjoy it because it's sure. Marvel and I'm sure it hits all those marks. But like th- like the way they're holding on to this thing, you'd think it was fucking endgame. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The only thing that they would probably are keeping close is the circumstance of how Robert Downey Jr. is in the film. Because he's in the film. Well, isn't this whole this whole story's backstory? Like this happens before Endgame, so like I I can understand between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, so I mean, but but they're also they're probably cleaving it really close to the like the chest because of Taskmaster. Yeah, like that's rare. That's really fucking rare where they don't acknowledge the actor playing Taskmaster. Like we fucking knew Josh Brolin was going to play Thanos. We fucking knew. Mickey Rourke was going to play Whiplash, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, judging by his face, I can't tell if it was Mickey Rourke or not. That's mean. Um, I still, again, and yet you goes, said it. Me, I said it. I, I, you know, fuck you, Mickey Rourke. Um, I, and that brings me back to Dark Side. First off, I dub him Finos because, he, like, he just wasn't that fucking imposing to me. Whereas. The best thing that they did with Thanos when he when he's officially on screen at the beginning of Infinity War was just kind of casually pick somebody up and we find out it's fucking Thor and he's just like walking and talking. He's just doing a goddamn uh, a West Wing walk and talk, but he's got Thor in his fucking hand. Um, it's just I don't know. Darkseid was just staying there like, look, yeah, I'm all pimp. I'm big. My eyes glow red. Like, what? Yeah, see, I, I, I'm with fine. I'm with you, Rico. I didn't feel like, you know, let's. I know you. I know we just read about that is announced next version, and and you're kind of open for it too as well, see, man. With what you were saying before, I read all that. But if you're assuming this is the only version you're going to get, this is the only thing you're going to get, and the world ends here. Yeah, no, Dark yeah, Side's so I, a bit I, of a letdown. It really is. Sure, you know, hundred percent. I, I I guess maybe in, in my my gut it just feels like we're going to get get more like i just if if you're warner brothers and you see this cut before you release it i don't know how you release it if you're not going to follow it up with something but yeah if it's the only version of dark side we get like the only cool thing we saw him do was the omega beam which fucking made me come a little bit but <laughs> like <laughs> and but even like, then yeah, it was no. a dream oh, sequence it wasn't like a actual thing you know so well i mean i think that's the it's the you know it's this it's cyborg's version of the nightmare scene right like if you put all those pieces together you're filling out a whole story of what is going to happen mm-hmm. eventually it's just right. now you have to deliver on that and if they don't yes dark side comes off weak because he doesn't really do anything and we just get giddy because we're comic book fans and we know what he really is but <laughs> you know what he is he's he's uh Ronan the accuser in Captain Marvel where he yeah. just is there and then he has this kind of look of like oh shit she's controlling she's protecting this planet all right 
we'll fuck off, but we're coming back for or, Captain Marvel yeah, 2. That's fair. You know, the, the other comparison I would make, Rico, and it's funny you picked what you did because I was going very similarly, he's Thanos in Guardians when he's talking to Ronan. Like, that's, you yeah, know what I mean? I'll give you that, but I got more of, like, excitement and, like, oh, this is going to be Good. I didn't really get that from. I mean, from the we dark. also you also Agreed. knew more was coming when we saw that. You know, what I mean, that's, this that's this is up in true. the air. We we don't technically actually know if it's gonna happen, right? Like we've seen, especially at DC Warner, lots of things get announced, and then lots of things get unannounced, and then yeah, I mean, so I, I, I don't know yeah. what's gonna happen. But I think with that, you got excited there because you knew at that point Marvel was building something, so that's what was coming. Right, Rico. I, I think it also adds to the credibility of having, and no disrespect to the guy play who played Darkseid. I think his name is Ray Porter. But who the fuck is Ray Porter? Like, I'm sorry, but like, let's all admit we got fucking excited as titties that Josh Brolin was cast as Thanos. Well, the first time Thanos was on screen, it wasn't Brolin though. That's so, what like, I was gonna I say. Think if, I think if yeah. you make a Justice League two, it's probably going to be somebody you know. I hope so, but. That's that's the problem is yeah it's a lot of Warner unknowns. Brothers is, but Warner Brothers is a little bit more in oh, I'm sorry not Warner Brothers well yeah Warner Brothers for sure is inconsistent with their fucking decision 100%. so that's the other thing is that like okay great the the Snyder cut it was a really fucking great addition it's what we should have gotten but now look at this fucking mess that we have we have a standalone Batman movie without Ben Affleck like I'm excited to see the 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 Battenson cut. But it, it's so frustrating that there's going to be numerous things without them establishing, oh, no, this is an Elseworlds, this is an Elseworlds thing. This is a, a crisis of infinite fucking Earth and all that shit. It's a multiverse. Just have them say, hey, we're going to release a whole bunch of movies. Just accept that they're different dimensions and different alternate versions of each other. I, I if they agree. just said that, then I'd be into it. I think it's one of those, like, we the fans know that's what they're going to end up doing with all of this fucking... Because you already know that Ben is still in play with the Flash movie and this other Batman. But, like, it would be nice if they just came out and said, Hey, guys, the reason that Battenson is a thing is because it's in a different universe. Like, yeah. they, it would be nice if they said that out loud so that people who aren't comic book fans that know about multiverse shit could be like, Oh, that's what's going on. I think they need to have a decision of, Okay, we're going we're gonna to connect shit. Okay, we're not gonna connect shit. Every every new movie is gonna be a soft reboot. It's like, no, dude, it's one or the fucking other. Either interconnect it like the fucking MCU, or have every fucking movie be a live action adaptation of like an animated film. Like, I would love to see a fucking live action Killing Joke, as much as I would love to see a Red Sun live action, you know, adaptation. And it doesn't have to be Henry Cavill. You can get a fucking Russian actor to fucking play, you know, super rusky. But, <laughs> or whatever, man, I'm saying. No, like, I'm with you. No, I, yeah. Come on. Tell me none of you would fucking, like, be frothing in the mouth for a live action Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, of course. I mean, but, uh, how do I put this though? I, you know, Having these different universes, like, well, because here's the thing, right? And and I think we've all kind of said this, not just tonight, but in our own things. I'm seeing, I'm sure you've said something to this, even without even realizing right, it. You are saying C-Mind, by the way. Oh, 
stop. He knows. So, you, it's all good. It's not. I'm not. I'm not making fun of his name. You, you, I'm just YouTube's, YouTube's closed captions puts semen in. Sometimes I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it's certainly it, it's certainly not meant as a slight at him. And no, if not did, at all. yeah. So no, no. no uh, I, I know. You, I want, I'm just letting you know that um, you are doing it. It's probably just how fast I'm saying it because I know what my mouth is forming. Anyway, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> um, but. The MCU building what they've built from Iron Man 1 through, and I'm just going to say Endgame. I'll even go as far as to say Far From Home because we don't really know what's coming after that. And I'm not counting the TV shows for right now, right? Might be a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Like that kind of connection. There have been plenty of franchises that have had multiple movies. I can think of several off the top of my head. You have the Fast and Furious franchise. You have Star Trek. Star Trek's been building films since 1978, if I'm right, with the first motion picture. And Star Wars. Star Star Wars, even. But but yeah. Star and none of them, none of them. As much as we might all enjoy these other franchises for various reasons, I know Rico, you're not a fan of like the the, the Star Trek or the Fast and Furious, but just Star Wars. The point, the point though, none of them have interlinked and been one cohesive story as well as this MCU has, and even that has its problems because we've picked them out, Rico. We've we've done it, so it's not oh, to yeah. say I'm aware. it's it's not to say that it's it's flawless, but nobody's done it better. Yeah, well, I mean, you have literally one person that is in charge of every creative. Feige, yeah, you know what I mean, and and nobody else has that. It's one of those like if this movie would have come out back when it did, DC might be on the track to do something similar. To what Marvel's doing, but once they didn't let this movie out, they created a fucking disaster for themselves. Yep. And Feige, like as we've said uh, on Get Vocal many a times, is a fucking genius. For me, he's top five filmmakers of all time. Because like you said, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No human has ever pulled off what he has pulled off. And, you know, Rico and I have posited, did he luck into some of it? Some of it. Not all sure. of it. Some of some it. Some of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. He, he hit a fucking jackpot when he got the version of james gunn we got for these movies you know what i mean because james gunn coming in was not this guy you know, as far as like the types of movies he was making right um agreed i i think i think that is that is a clear representation on studios on a whole sure. not specifically warner brothers or or disney or, or whatever like good example uh the fantastic four the fan four stick that we fucking got in like 2017 or whatever the fuck it was, 2014 I think it was. I'll look it up. Yeah. The Josh the Josh Tank flick, mm. um, that was clearly Sony, in like really just not giving a young, hungry director his vision. Warner Brothers did the same thing with Zack Snyder. Now, I'm not. I may not be a, the biggest Zack Snyder fan for his vision. But if you've already established this is going to be your Kevin Feige, let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. I would much rather have uh, continuity and cohesiveness for a story than uh, than a really mix-matched rush production. Because you saw that with the Fantastic Four movie. And it's, it's not that it's garbage. It's that it's just really hard to watch. And you spend more time being like, okay, so is that the reshoot or is that the is that Josh's version? And I'm I feel bad 
for Josh Trank. Is it Trank or Tank? I think it's Trank. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think I feel bad for him because like 100%. he suffered from depression for years, and he was like a big chubby kid, and like he, this was like he gets to like a filmmaking job is a dream job. You get to you get to make pretend reality, and studios and I'm including Disney on this. They need to let the artist have their vision. You can't hire somebody and then say, oh, well, no, we don't like that. And yeah, but they are paying they, the bill. They are paying, putting the money up. But, okay, but they're not doing their fucking homework. They're yeah. not watching the previous films. They're not listening to the, sto- the, the pitch. They're just saying, okay, but can you make this in three months? Well, and the, like the thing you got to think about, is the only reason the MCU is as successful as it is at Disney is because it didn't start at Disney, right? Like Marvel created its own film company and said, hey, this producer guy, Kevin Feige, that's like worked on some of these other Marvel properties, he's pretty good. Let's bring him in. And oh, this guy's actually really good. Do everything for us. Yeah, it was different distributors. It was Paramount. Right, like it was Paramount, it was Universal. Like that's why they were able to make the Hulk movie. When they were doing it, but it was Marvel's entity and Marvel said, hey, you, you're good at what you do, do it. And then when Disney came in to buy, they were buying Kevin Feige. So they stayed right. away. Kevin Feige gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. And Kevin Feige inherently trusts his filmmakers. He picks very distinct, very diverse filmmakers that he goes, hey, I need you to hit this point, this point, this point, but I want you to make your movie. And that's why these films tend to succeed because the meddling is only Kevin Feige. With one exception, Age of Ultron. The only reason why Joss Whedon fucking jump ship or jump franchises is because of Age of Ultron, because the studio, he didn't specifically say Kevin Feige. He said the studio. Now, I'm sure Kevin Feige definitely had some fucking shit to say. I'd be like, no, no, dude, we need that scene where like Thor is in the pool and he's fucking having visions and shit. And I mean, that's a different beast, right? Because this is where you're bringing everybody together. So I almost feel like there has to be that that singular voice might need to be louder in an Avengers movie. Uh, maybe early I on i did i didn't mind the fucking pool scene like it did kind of feel a little out of left field but it worked for the story wise sure but yeah I, I i but that's the only real time i could think of where disney and feige specifically were like well no actually i take it back because we were supposed to fucking have a uh, the uh, edgar wright do uh ant-man like he pitched a yeah, whole fucking true. thing and they said no now i think that's a disney thing because Disney interfered a fucking fuck ton for the Star Wars films. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing yeah. for this. I don't blame Kathleen Kennedy. I blame Disney and the other fucking members. I well, blame the mouse itself. And, fucking Mickey fucked everything up. So let, let me let me just mention one thing you guys were talking about, and I kind of want to circle this back to where we were at. But um, So apparently, cause you, just because you brought it up, Rico, Fantastic Four, the, the next incarnation, the, the official Marvel Studios version, according to IMDb, is officially a part of Phase 5, along with uh, Blade. Five, not four? Five. Phase 5. Um, this stuff is not announced. Uh, it's, it's, and this is announced by Feige that it's, it's, will be set in the MCU and his development as part of Phase 5, along with the sequels for Black Panther Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel, as well as the reboots of Blade and X Men. So that's all going to be your Phase Five. So Phase Four is probably going to be a little bit of the, eh, 
comparatively speaking, because that sounds like a pretty exciting phase five to me. Anyway, that said, I want to get back to some of the, I mean, obviously we're here talking about DC tonight, not Marvel. So I want to circle back a little bit, but you guys brought up a valid point when you were having your discussion about Marvel, especially at the beginning with having the different distributions. And that ties into something that didn't happen in this film. So apparently there was a a larger scene for Green Lantern in this film, not just a little bit. We still get in the, I guess, flashback is the best way to describe it. Um, it was supposed to be a scene where he helps towards the end of the battle. Like, he was supposed to appear in the, in the battle uh, in Russia, and Universal was like, uh-uh. We won't, we won't let you have him. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think that Universal was the one that had Green. I think Lantern. it's Universal. Yeah, Universal has Greenland. That doesn't make any I, sense. It might. It's either. It might. Maybe it's Paramount. I'm looking right now, but I just I read it earlier and I didn't save it and I meant huh. to. That is that is super weird. I would have thought Warner Brothers owned Green Lantern. Yeah, I would have also, but that would make a lot of sense as to why they ended up going. Because I, I know Snyder came out and he said that there was a potential that Ryan Reynolds was going to be able to come back, but they went in a different direction. But they, Warner Brothers must have Green Lantern because there was a Green Lantern in the Joss maybe, Whedon cut. Maybe it just Hal Jordan. Yeah, my it did it didn't. I didn't get to read the whole article, so that might be. I'm trying to see who ha, who produced this. I'm I'm on the wiki now for the the one the. Maybe maybe it's Brett Ratner. Maybe it's Rat Pack that fucking like his studio that owns, uh, fucking you know Green Lantern. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of like I'm of the opinion that they're going to bring a Green Lantern because I heard they were going to do a Green Lantern core movie. Yeah, they, I uh, don't. It's a, I think a show for HBO Max. I don't think it needs to be Ryan Reynolds. I I'm perfectly fine with Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool and only Deadpool. One of my biggest beefs is fucking actors that. Like, it's one thing if you flip-flop from one franchise or another, it's that you're doing multiples. I don't like that. Like, I'm of the opinion there are very few actors that get a second chance. And if you're getting a second chance, then the previous version needs to be completely obliterated. I.e., you can't be Green Lantern as well as Deadpool. As well as Hannibal King from the Blade films. As well, as well, as well. Like, how okay. Barry needs to either pick Batman uh, uh, Catwoman or fucking Storm. All right, so I I made a mistake. I want to I want to acknowledge that I made a mistake. Warner. So to your point, C Man from earlier, AT and T said make the fucking movie, and Warner Brothers said, oh, you know, you're the boss. You pay, you know, whatever, and did it. Yeah. But Warner Brothers was the one that stopped the Green Lantern from being in the film, specifically. Um, John Stewart. It was going to be John Stewart. I, 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 I mean, and that's. I just I'll don't understand what, why we don't go to John Stewart. Like, I'm if we're going to bring Green Lantern, bring in the guy I grew up thinking was Green Lantern. Agreed. And and but all I right. will say this. I get. Here's my theory. I think they theorized. What if we have the fucking uh, the guy who plays Martian Manhunter? What if he's like also he's he's John Stewart without being John Stewart? What if he's secretly a Green Lantern? No, I, I, I'm sure that would have been a discussion. I well, maybe a discussion, but honestly, and from a casting perspective, and I know they tend to try to avoid crossing over from the TV. Except this guy didn't play Green Lantern on TV, but you got to play. You get to get a guy who played Diggle in Arrow mm. to play John Stewart. That would have been perfect, and I still think it'd be perfect. I think he's I, still I'm young enough. You. 
Yeah. Um, can we talk about the fact that Martian Manhunter was in this fucking movie? And that, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I kind of called, I said, like, they really should fucking do this. Because I, I, it I was, was at, the, at the time, it wasn't like a theory, but we were all kind of like, wouldn't it be cool if that guy was fucking Martian Manhunter in secret? I definitely then, had those combos. Yeah, and Snyder was like, oh, you must. See, that's the difference. <laughs> is sometimes Snyder will fucking pay attention. He doesn't always, but sometimes he pays attention. Well, he kind of had to pay attention this time around, right? Because the fans are the reason that, that we got this movie. See, but like, he, so, here's it. Like, I'll go, please, please. I, I, like, it's just like, that's one of those wonderful, like, because that's definitely felt like one of those things that got added on at the end. Like, if that is a, like a fan, not the cat, like you guys had a good idea. I'm going to run with that. Like, thank you, Zack Snyder, for giving us that because it was fucking awesome. And Except, I love that the reveal was off of Martha because I would have—I never saw that coming. I was just—all I'm doing is I'm thinking like, well, at least that weird sexual innuendo stuff before, between them isn't here now. And then those eyes glowed red, and I'm like, nah. Oh shit! You know. But see, to me, to me, okay. Now I'm with you that from a fan perspective that I liked all that, right? But to me, it opens up a plot hole because. Which one? Which one? Because <laughs> Lois thinks she's had this conversation with Martha, right? That Correct. she hasn't. It's, no. It was with Martian Manhunter. No, then, Martha thinks she's had this conversation with Lois. No, no. L- Mar- Martha was the Martian Manhunter, not Lois. Right. Lois was Lois. Oh, uh, okay. I, Mar- I missed that for a second, yeah. So, yeah, Martian Manhunter is Martha. Right. They have this conversation at her little house by the, the by the diner. Right, Martha but they have Hunter. but they have the conversation in Lois's apartment about what right, happened. You're right, you're right. Then Superman comes back to life. Martha, the real Martha, shows up to say my baby boy's back, which was a great scene. You know, tug at the heartstrings a whole bit. But now Lois and Martha are in the same space. Lois is thinking they've had this conversation. Now, you don't see it on camera, but just from a continuity perspective, as soon as she says, how about that conversation we had in my apartment two weeks ago that really helped me get back into wanting to get back into the world? And she goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, hey, Clark, your girlfriend's crazy. Don't marry this bitch. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. They could have just kept the the Martha Manhunter scene out of the fucking, like, thing and just have Martian Manhunter show up at the end like he did. That's all... we would have been like, yes, there he is. And that's clearly a Ben Affleck reshoot because, damn, he looks young and sexy. What the <laughs> fuck? He's looking better than Casey Affleck. Holy shit. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that— Like, but... Gray was out of his hair. That's yeah. how much they were like, ah, eh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was clearly a COVID fucking reshoot because they did not be near each Nowhere other. Nowhere near each other. But, I mean, the point, though, is that it does open up that hole. Now, how big of a hole? It's not huge. But I mean, enough, enough for us to be like, hey, that's weird. Now, there may be, there may be some way here to, to, to close that gap. You do that. In my opinion, you do this. If we're getting the next film, which it looks like where we are, whether it goes theatrical, whether it goes HBO Max, wherever it goes, it looks like we're getting it. You have a sequence fairly early on in the movie. It doesn't have to be like first sequence, but fairly early on where he finally reveals himself to more than just Bruce Wayne and and explains 
at least briefly to Lois, hey, I came and saw you at your sure. apartment, you know. And once that's there, you can kind of retcon what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, but think of how awkward that conversation is like, like the, hey, by the way, I kind of broke into your apartment no. by picking on the appearance well, I mean, of your almost mother-in-law. Well, yeah. I, I think if I was Martian Manhunter, I'd just come in and be like, hey, aren't you glad you uh, went back to work? Yeah, you make a little, even if you make a little quip like like that. Oh, shit, that was you. I just appreciated the Martha scene because it allowed us to see Martian Manhunter transform from somebody else. I agree. Like, that was dope. It was very dope. But he could have also just done that at Batman's fucking lake house. He got to come flying in like a general and then turn into a Martian? (laughs) No, just have him be, already have, like, the general just being, like, Ben Affleck be like, can I fucking help you? Like, what are you doing on my property? He's like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. Sure. I totally look like a normal sure. black dude just on your property. Let me just change into a into a green fucking like. Uh, Did you guys cape think it was Superman for a hot second? Yes. Like, when you oh. saw the cape first, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. When I saw the cape, I was like, ah, oh, Soup's coming to talk to him. Okay. Yep. No, we'd I already thought... gotten the Manhunter reveal. There were two no, things. Thought... God. No, I thought Vision turned green. <laughs> No, there were, there were two things that made me think of a Superman. I'm with you. I thought there were two things that made me think of a Superman, and I think that was very deliberate, right? Because yeah, uh, anytime uh, Superman flies at full speed, there's now a sonic boom, and you heard a sonic boom, and then you see enough of a distance a caped figures come floating down. Now, I get that the lack of hair thing, Rico, but I don't think at that point that's where your eye visually goes. At least for me, I went right cape, to the cape. The cape's the first thing I saw. Yeah, yeah, same here. So, and then as oh, it... Capes. And then yeah, no capes. And then as as it clears out, as you get a clearer vision, then you're like, oh, okay. Then it's it's yeah, Martian Manhunter. Vision, yeah, yeah, I right. <laughs> right. Um, but speaking of capes and suits, like, was it? It was awesome as fuck to see Superman in the black suit. Yeah. Why? Why? Just give me. See, like, this is what frustrates me from time to time with Snyder. He gives me everything. And then he get, he doesn't give me what I want because well, I'm like, why? Just, why? Like, yeah, it looks cool. Can but I? Why did he pick that? Uh, can I jump in for a minute here? And then if if I'm and if you feel if I'm missing something, fill in the gaps, please, because I think I am going to be missing some some pieces here. But in the comics, when Superman comes back to life, that's the first suit he goes to. He's got I, long. I, I know that. Okay. To I help him regenerate, con- recoup, and like get stronger right like it helps absorb the sun better doesn't it? i know i think it was i think it was just a even in the book i think it was just a a a, a choice i don't think it had anything to do with regeneration it, it, but it's just it, like it, yes i know it's absolutely comics accurate and it looked glorious it could have just been a fan you, a fan nod you know it's red and blue when they shot it right that's oh. color corrected oh is it oh really? yeah so, so snyder snyder did an interview with uh grace randolph and when they were talking about the, the black suit, he said, so the problems that he ran into, he wanted a black suit from Jump. And Warner Brothers said, no, it's got to be red and blue. So he worked with America, the, damn it. He worked with the costume department to get a red and blue that was would fulfill what Warner Brothers wanted, but would give him the ability to tweak it to black in post, and then that way he could go, hey, look how good this fucking looks, and but then see, maybe get it in there. Wait, but here's but the that, thing. That, it's all shot with red and blue. But see, here's the thing with that. Uh, my only argument against that is I've seen a, a picture of of Cavill in the black and silver suit from the from set. Super, from Super, uh, 
from he he wore the black he has the black in that like uh like dream sequence where he's falling into like all of the skulls on earth or krypton or whatever it is in man of steel but i heard snyder himself say that they shot okay. it in red and blue and then color i also remember seeing a fucking photo it may have been a doctored photo i don't yeah, know it could if have been color corrected but i remember piece. seeing a photo of of cavill in the black suit with a fucking beard and a mullet so I don't think that was ever a thing. I think that I, could be I was in the impression that was coming because I'm like, we already halfway grew the mustache. See, that's how you fix the mustache thing. Just fucking superimpose a beard over it. You know? Yeah. But I, I don't know. It I just, don't think I, that ever I, shot. I think that's a, I've seen that photo. I don't think that one's real. Um, and, and yeah, I, that, that's probably fake. And I, like I said, Snyder came out and said, like, the, he had to work for like weeks with the costume department to get the right red and blue so that he could post correct it to black in post. Yeah. But uh, Snyder also came forward and said that he decided to step down when it was really him covering for Warner brothers when he's like, no, really they fired me, but they didn't want to fire me publicly because my, my daughter killed herself. So like it's I, at this point, I'm just kind of like, if Warner brothers is connected, I don't believe Jack shit of what they say. So, Oh, um, right. Yeah. Amber. Oh yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp resigned from Grindelwald. <laughs> So real quick, just just to get to back to what we were just talking about with the suit. Um, according to DCComics.com, the Seaman is right. The black suit is actually a regenerative suit, and in his weakened state, it actually absorbs. And black in general, the color black absorbs sunlight more than yeah. any other color. So that might be where the they nod, were going. The but, nod to that was when he shoots up before he takes yes. off. And he's just sitting there Sin like this sun. in front of the sun. Yeah. To me, that was the nod where it's like, oh, yeah, he's wearing the suit that absorbs the sunlight. So that's going to make him fucking stronger. Right. So diehard comic book fans would get that. I'm saying for a layman who just like, sure. Oh, yeah. hundred percent with you. All, all I'm saying is that we we don't necessarily need all the extra footage, even though it's entertaining for like, OK, let's really slow mo this fight scene out. We, we could just add 30 seconds of Russell Crowe saying, Oh, by the way, that suit over there—that'll make you super fast, like really, and like super. Sure. Like, just give me that, just, or just have him be like, "Oh, this suit looks fucking stylish as fuck," and then just put uh, that in. Hundred percent, I'm with you. Like, it's definitely one where it's like, it's one of those like I always have a problem taking myself out of that deep cut comic stuff. But like for regular people, yeah, you're never gonna understand why he picks that suit or why he's wearing that suit or right. why he walks past the red and blue. Right. One of one of the things that, you know, you you know, you made a joke earlier, Seaman, and I forget I forget what it was in reference to and I apologize, but you said something made you come a little bit. I had that same moment when um Stephen Wolf's about to hit Cyborg with the axe for the for when he's tied into the unity and all of a sudden Superman's there and just looking at him and says not impressed. I was like, yes! Dude, it was so good. Was and great. the other thing I love about that scene is it's exactly what happens to Darkseid from Ares at the beginning of the movie. Ares hits him right in the fucking shoulder oh, yeah. with an axe yeah. and almost kills him. And then Superman shows up and just bounces off. And he's like, not impressed. And it doesn't even hit him, just blows so softly, almost like uh, that fucking guy who blew in LeBron's ear, right? Like, he was just yeah, like, yeah. Turn it to ice. Like, ah. oh, it was so good. Dude, okay, I, uh, listen, this is, and, and sorry, Rico, I'll, I'll have to get it to you in just a second. But this is the, in my opinion, and I, I'm I'm a Superman fan, and Rico will tell you that, in my opinion, Henry Cavill is the best Superman there's been. I, I like him better than Christopher Reeve. I know a lot of people think that's blasphemy, and I get it, but that's where I stand. I, I also love Cavill. He's, um, he's my Superman. 
this th- this version of him fucking up Steppenwolf is the most brutal I've ever seen Superman ever. Yeah. Period. Cartoons, live action. He just fucks that dude up, and I loved every second every- of it. Do you, uh, I could watch him beat the piss out of Steppenwolf every day. I have. I've, I've watched it three days in a row now. I, I, I would uh, look. It, it's, it's not as good, but this whole battle sequence is got to be at least in the same conversation as that Eden game battle. It's that oh, good. The the whole sequence. I'm not just talking about the Steppenwolf Superman. The whole sequence yeah. was that good. It the, really. The they show up there, like it's. I mean, one, it's because fucking Snyder's cinematic as fuck. So that whole and like knowing what the old one looked like and then seeing what the good one looks like also makes it better. Sure, sure. And I don't, uh, I don't think it's as good as that Endgame sequence. No, you're building but, uh, eleven but, years and all of the everything yeah. in that sequence happens right. But like I said earlier, this movie, if is if we would have gotten this back then, it kind of fucking go toe to toe in some elements where I, I do- don't think it necessarily wins, but it could compete. Yes and no. It's not. It's definitely better than the Joss Whedon version. That's for sure. But I think Endgame, the all the portals opening and you see oh, all look, the characters and look, you, like that. Yeah. That is in a fucking look. That's it's a class of its own, Rico. No, fuck, dude. It's a different fucking sport. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah, I think compare it to the 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 New York City sequence. Then, like I think okay. it could go toe to toe with the New York City sequence in Avengers. I'll, like I'll give for you this that. group yeah. of heroes, this is a wonderful sequence to watch. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll compare it to the first time we saw all the Avengers where the, the camera spins around them and they're getting ready for battle. That's what it is. Um, uh, yeah, you, uh, it, it's hard, you can't compare it directly to Endgame. You're, like I said, building on 11 years but and no, there's no, so I, much I, on I, I, I was going purely from a visual perspective, not necessarily yeah. the build-up and all that it, stuff. And it, and it has the... it's. It has that weight and that gravity to that's, it. That's that's you know, kind of like what I mean. There's a really it, big thing happening. This felt bigger than the New York City scene in Avengers. Uh, yeah. Like, here, here, here's what I'll compare it to. Right, Snyder's Justice League is like a really good quickie. It's like, oh man, that was great. I, I came. That was awesome. It took four hours, but it was like it in in this in this metaphor, it was a quickie. And then like you got it's like the Avengers finally get the end game is like, you've been edged for a week. Yes. And then you finally <laughs> yeah. get some release. Sure. And it, it kind of was like, oh, I'm crying. Are you in pain? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, over. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Level, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying it's better. I'm not even trying to say it's better, but I'm just saying it has, it has a weight to you brought up. You brought it the best way. See, man, you said there's a weight to it that may be different but it's got its own weight that's very heavy the one thing i want to say about the sequence specifically rico and i'm gonna let you get because i see you want to see something is there as great as that 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 when you see everyone running towards each other in endgame to me the best splash page in the mcu is actually from ultron is the is the ultron splash page it's a little bit better than everyone running together as great as it is watching that sequence that sequence is amazing but that splash page in Ultron is the best splash page. I will tell you that the splash page we get in this with the Batmobile midair and the other five around him might be better than that splash page. That was beautiful. It was was good. It was beautiful. It It was was good, but I don't think it was, I think it's hard to compare the two because I think with age of Ultron, 
it's the timing. It's we've been watching these guys, and it was like, yeah, there it is. There's there's that splash page where it's just like Justice League was like, all right, good. You know, I'm glad they did it. You know what I think it is, and I and I because I, I see your point, Rico. I really truly do, and I'm not arguing against it. But I think Seaman brought up something earlier that kind of makes it because. Whether we're doing it consciously or not, we are mentally comparing it to the, the Whedon one. And you don't get that slash page. Even though Whedon made Ultron, you don't get it in Justice League. Or if you do, it's not nearly as good. It's not as memorable. That splash page with the the, bat, the three-quarter Batmobile and the five around him, I'm not going to forget that scene. That's, you know... I, I would say that uh, Cyborg's fucking spinny shit as the as the buildings collapse around him where he that was like, badass do, too yeah do a barrel roll where he does a fucking barrel roll that to me was more memorable than the splash page of do you even but get that is, reference oh i know star fox okay all right i i may be younger than you but i'm not a fucking i'm not cum <laughs> i'm not like for for the, for those present, I'm not semen. Like I was fucking like. That's no, that's me. it. That's, that's me. Him. I'm that guy. How, how old are you, semen? I'm. I will be 35 in May. Okay, so I am the youngest one here, but I fucking know Star Fox. I, I, I had a Super Nintendo. Ironically, he's literally right in the middle of the two of us, like age wise. Sure. It's pretty funny. I'll, I'll be I'll be 30 in June, and I just turned 41. So right. yeah, I am yeah. just about smack dab in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. You're yeah, the, you're the middle child. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I always like my semen in the middle. So, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. glad that's where I land for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, here's here's like a thing that I really kind of was like, oh, that's weird. I kind of dug uh, Steppenwolf having a helmet instead of like his fucking horns being a part of his head, a la Bart and Lisa Simpson. No, that to me was super weird. They are part of his head. I. No, I what I'm, let me let me rephrase. I, I know that he has a helmet in the Justice version, but isn't it because he has those horns on his no, head? The horns are. I haven't seen it, the movie since the theater. It, so. it gave off the impression that his helmet would just had horns, not that his skull had horns, and that he had to get a he had in, to build a specific. Wait, helmet. maybe I'm maybe I'm missing your. You're talking about in the. The Joss Whedon version. In the Joss Whedon one, it, it, to me, it gave off the impression like like a Loki helmet. Right. Okay. Okay. No. 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 I, I follow you now. Right, I yeah, thought I'm, you were I'm saying. Whereas, it, now. whereas in this yeah. one, it kind of gave off the impression. It, it was definitely a. It was definite that he had horns and he had to have a helmet to go like with horns to go over his actual horns. That to me was kind of fucking weird, and I I was like I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like this organic. Yeah, horny thing because it um, wasn't like they were metal or wooden or or bone horns. It would look like they were fleshy, bony horns, and I. It was just weird. My automatic, my automatic first thought was Barton Lisa Simpson. Like your <laughs> hair is your skull. What the fuck is going on? I don't I, know. It, I, it just threw me off. I he's know. also. I, an I a- dig the look on the apocalypse characters. Uh, he's also he's also an alien, Rico. I mean, like let's. You know, okay, no, I, you're right. I'm, the Justice League one that Joss did does look more like a helmet. I just looked at the image. Uh, it looks more like a helmet than I'm saying. I, I, I said this at the beginning of the episode. I liked visually what they did with Steppenwolf. I was not. I But the, the helmet, I was like, I thought at this whole fucking time, I thought it was a helmet. It's like if you if you think 
oh, well, that's just a helmet. And you're like, oh, no, it's a part of you. That's fucking weird to me. Yes, he's an alien, but I can believe Martian Manhunter turning into fucking Martha a whole lot more than that. He just has this weird bony thing. I, I don't know. Uh, when you when you expect one thing and then you get another and it's it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a weird surprise. Not like, oh, they did that. It's like, ew, what the fuck? But if they didn't do that, you wouldn't have had Superman cutting that shit off his head, which was awesome. Yeah, but ultimately it didn't. I mean, I was surprised they fucking cut his fucking head off to begin with. I, I tell you, rewatching it today, I didn't realize how often Steppenwolf pushes Wonder Woman's buttons about Themyscira. Oh and his yeah. Sisters. Like when I was rewatching it today, I was like. Cut his fucking head off. <laughs> she does. I just love a... the fact that they do it so that it ends underneath fucking Darkseid's foot and then he just crushes that second horn off. Like, oh, that whole I bit will was just say There was a line that Joss put in in, the, in his cut that I kind of dug, which was like, oh, child, my, my blade is already still slick from the blood of your sisters. And I'm like, that's a good line. It's a good, it's line. A good fucking line. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Like I don't, I don't blame Zack Snyder for being like, "Fuck you, you Joss Whedon motherfucker." Well, he's never I'm, seen that cut. Yeah, he's never, he's I, never seen it. I don't believe that. I don't fucking believe that. I think he was curious enough to watch it. I think he got really fucking drunk, pulled <laughs> a Ryan Reynolds, and watched Green Lantern. That's what I'm thinking he fucking did. I, because you can't not. You know what I'm saying? Because you you have to at least acknowledge, be like, okay, this is what I don't want to do. I can see maybe he watched it recently. I don't think he watched it until he finished cutting this movie. That's I what I'm that. saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to stick by his guns and say, oh, no, I'm, I never watched it. Fuck off. You didn't have two hours to kill. Uh, yeah. You're not yeah. a little bit curious. Like, if someone fucking fucked up my movie, I'd be like, what are we doing today? And let's cancel it. Because we're watching so, that shit. You, you know, know it's funny. It's like, all the stuff that's good in the or most of the stuff that I remember liking in the Justice movie ended up being Snyder's stuff, which yeah. I yeah. liked. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, would, I, I like agree. I said, the fucking you know, Flash, fucking. Oh my God, you're looking right at me. This has never happened. Like I would have bet that would have I would have been Joss. I think it's funny that you say that, considering that you notice the Uncanny Valley, because the Uncanny Valley is nowhere to be seen until he talks to Batman. Uncanny Valley. Well, I don't yeah, know the, the the mustache shit. The thing that happens to his face is called an Uncanny Valley. So <laughs> like the, the the when that scene, like that was the one scene I was very very confident. I was like, I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder did almost all of that because the lip looks normal until he talks to Batman and he's like, "Do you bleed?" And then you're like, "Wait, maybe it's maybe it is Joss." Okay, that part I could see the fucking mustache fuck up shit. But none more so from the opening part where the cell phone. Oh, footage. It's, it's the worst. That's shot so bad. That's where it's most glaring. It's like well, something I mean, around I mean, his face. Th think about the whole sequences that are just, you know, there's whole sequences that are just gone. You know what I mean? And, like, I remember when I, and I think I brought this up when we talked about it, Rico, but I, I didn't understand the family living in basically Chernobyl. Like, that made that no sense. That was so stupid. It so was. Stupid. I mean, you got rid of all that. You got rid of. Okay, I still have a problem with the fact that it's in Russia and it's kind of a desert and you have Aquaman. Like, I still am kind of like, that's kind of fucking stupid. Like, could you have not have had it near a beach? 
But I mean, at least, but here's the thing. At least I feel like in 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 this cut, they at least explain why it's there. In the justice in the justice version, That's they true. never really ever explain why he picked that spot. At least here, I they agree. explain that you need the the nuclear fallout, whatever, to right. to power the boxes or to power I, the unity. You know, so. I'll give you that. I I like first viewing of the Justice League. There were parts where I was like, that was funny. Like. Yeah, like like uh, the fucking part where he uh, where Flash and Superman fucking race. I'm like, that was kind of cool. That was kind of fucking cute. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I cringed so fucking hard where he was just like Dostoevsky instead of Dostoevsky because it's just like, oh, fuck me, dude. Fuck well, you, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they made him less um, of a douchebag and childlike. He was yeah. very childlike in the in the Whedon cut, and but he still had elements of that because he still had that where he walked into his fucking flash cave or flash lair, and he still acted the same way. But he's not zipping but all around it, and going, "Oh, it's a cave, like a bat cave." Like you don't get that. that would, yeah, you know? I didn't. I mean, I liked it at the time because it made sense. If he's the newer optimism of, like, you know, he's. He's but the see, fan I, boy who I, happens to have power. I think you got enough of that with him when he catches the symbol in the sky. Like you didn't need both. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And and Where, so uh, yeah. you keep the symbol in the sky, you you lose the bag. The other thing, look, there's a sequence in the Whedon one that I love, but I'm glad they cut it. So and I'll tell you what that is, and that's when Aquaman's sitting on the, the lasso of truth. You know, I'm afraid. I'll admit I'm afraid. You know, what's what? And it goes on this whole rant. That's a funny sequence because Momoa yeah. delivers it fucking perfectly. But it, I have to agree. But yeah. it's not. If that had been in this movie, if that had been Snyder, it would not have fit at all. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad like they didn't not, have it. Like, it's not like Joss doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And like, obviously he delivered. I think most people in general enjoyed that version at the time. It's just when you sit back and you think like, well, those two Snyder movies and then this don't mesh it. Like you just tell stuff was changed. And then when you see what was cut out from the movie, specifically stuff like the cyborg movie and you know, those types of things, you're just like, why would you take some of that out? Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Okay, let me let me give you a comparison of how because CJ he doesn't do it anymore, but for a while CJ would compare would say, uh, he, and it wasn't like he didn't know; it was just he forgot that I hated Thor Ragnarok, right? But I I but let me clarify, I don't hate Thor Ragnarok. I hate the inconsistency 
I hate the fact that you have Thor, Thor the Dark World, which I think Thor the Dark World is fucking god-awful, even though it's still a decent film, it's just fucked. It's kind of unmemorable. And then you get, like, these two Shakespearean, kind of dark fucking Norse mythology movies, and then Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor. <laughs> That's how it is. It's That's fucking fair. bright. It's colorful. You got Jeff Goldblum fucking, ah, the whole fucking movie. And then you get fucking... I mean, Taika Waititi is such a random fucking director to give us Thor. If it was Guardians of the Galaxy, if, if James Gunn was unavailable, you give it to Taika. So that's my comparison so, to go from BVS to Justice League. It's like, yeah, it fits, but this is what how it didn't work well. That's, that's fair. I think the reason we end up with Ragnarok is because Feige also listens to the fans, I think, sometimes, and understood that, like, Thor works so much better when you write him the way they wrote him in the Avengers movie, where he has, where you're allowing Hemsworth to use that personality. And I think they wanted to 180 it because they wanted to revive that character and give it a future, which is exactly what they did. But, yes, it is tonally completely off from what they built with Thor previously. But the irony is that Taika was still kind of too extreme the middle ground would have been Joss Whedon. Not making an Avengers film, Joss Whedon making Thor 3. Because he would have been that middle ground of like, he's quippy, but he's it's not fucking like you're on acid. There are certain drugs you have to kind of work your way towards. You don't go from, sure. you don't go from aspirin to fucking acid. That's not how that works. <laughs> but it's <laughs> wonderful when you watch it happen. If it's someone else doing it, yes. Well, yeah, like Thor, if Thor is on the acid, I will, I far enjoy watching the acid trip version you, of that movie no i it, it's if you watched if you watched iron man and then just watched thor ragnarok you'd be like what the fuck i'm not even saying if you watch thor and then thor sure. ragnarok be, and that's my problem is to me iron man one two and three yeah there's some inconsistencies and there's some issues but they feel like an actual trilogy uh as as does captain america one two and three that feels like a real trilogy. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit in the middle that you gotta kind of fucking know for it to make sense. But Thor, Thor the Dark World, and Thor Ragnarok, to me, is the least trilogy that makes sense. I 100% agree. And I think that's why everyone, after we saw Ragnarok, was like, please tell me that you're signing Taika and Hemsworth to at least two more movies. Which which goes with my saying is ne then we're gonna get love and fucking thunder, and we're gonna be like looking at Thor and Thor the Dark World and be like, what the fuck, Ken Branagh? Why couldn't you fucking, like, really? Marvel, you had to give it to Dr. Shakespeare over here? Like, what the fuck? But so, so you're just saying that, like, the studio can't course correct when they realize that they, they made a, a boo-boo? I think he's saying... I think what he's saying is make the course correction more gradual than they did. It was too abrupt of a course correction. I, th right, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's a course correction because I... I, if they're going to say that Thor and Thor the Dark World is sort of a Shakespeare uh, fucking Hamlet type of shit of Norse mythology of the Marvel films, then if you have to have that consistently and then have a gradual change, don't go from A to B. And their argument was, oh, well, Thor happens to be super funny and quippy now because he hung out with Tony Stark. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> that's not how fucking humor works. You don't just I, all of a sudden be super funny. Fair. 
I mean, and I don't want to get into a Ragnarok conversation. I do think you get, I see a little more darkness than Rico does, but I also see his point. Because I think, I think you focus on the trash planet more than you should. Because there's definitely sequences outside of that, that area, which is a big chunk of the film. I'm not arguing that. Where you do get more of that darkness. It's not as dark as the first two. Not arguing that. But I'm saying, no, it, but you get some of that more gradual darkness. You know, it's like... But, but even, even with the darkness, it's still layered with a fucking metric ton of humor. Like him talking to a corpse in a cage. Like that. I was talking. Of... I was talking more about like the sequence when they first go to Earth after he finds Loki in Asgard, and they go to find um, Odin, Doctor and Strange. the sequences with Doctor Strange and all that. Like that's a little bit but, in an. But that's know. still layered with a ton of humor because then Loki's like, "I have been following for twenty minutes." Right, but that's but it's not. I mean, and we're we're splitting hairs, and I do want to get back to Justice League, but it, it's 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 tonally not as over the top and humorous as when they land on the trash planet. But that, you know, but that is the whole point of me talking about that is that is my point. You go from Batman versus Superman, whether it's the Ultimate Edition or the theatrical cut, and then you watch Just Whedon's fucking Justice yeah. League, and you're just like, look, this is. I said this when we first reviewed the Joss Whedon cut. It shows, written by Joss Whedon, and a homeless guy holding a sign saying, I tried. Like, that is the best fucking example of what this movie gave us, which was, ah, sorry, I tried, I know I'm an awful person, but, like, I tried, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, but you were talking about character totally and we briefly talked about this way early on i kind of want to circle back for a little bit to see if there's anything you guys have more to say about it but um batman batman is much tonally better in this version um as we kind of talked about it, i said you know, like he's not he's not as whiny or not whiny's not even the word but not as as downtrodden as he was in the he's, he's a raw he's a fucking german shepherd with his tail between his legs that's all he in, is in Whedon or in this one. In Whedon, yeah, yeah. In yeah. in in, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, fucking Whedon verse, he's just like, boo boo, I'm so sorry, Superman, boo boo, and it's just, and even then, like, even adding jokes where he's just like, I don't not like, like what? Right. Like it's it, nah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, but the like you can Batman can crack a joke, but he can't be socially awkward. That doesn't work. The, right? There was a joke he cracks in the Snyder Cut that I I. I think I got it, but I didn't like it. And it's when they first arrive at the, for lack of a better phrase, the Batcave, because it's not really the Batcave, but whatever, the back garage, if you will, um, where he's like, he's in, and, and presumably at this point, the only person who's ever met Alfred besides him is, is Wonder Woman. Um, Cyborg had like a 30 second, if, if that interaction with him, but I certainly wouldn't call that a meeting. Um, and he goes, hey, everyone, this is Alfred. I work for him, and I was like, nee. I, I I love that. I thought I love it was that so too. good. And I, I personally think that Jeremy Irons is the best version of Alfred we've ever gotten See, because he hits he hits the butler stuff right. Like when when Wonder Woman wants to make the tea, he's like, "Well, do it this way," or "Let me make that." Like he all the butler stuff, but he I, also I have to, is the I have guy. To do it. But he's also the guy that fixes shit and like is Batman's guy in the chair and like is the guy that Batman can rely on. See, I and I. I 
I, I love thought, that he plays both of those in this movie. I thought you got that better in the snot, in the, the Whedon cut. I didn't actually like Jeremy Irons' portrayal in this one, and I feel like that's more editing than Jeremy Irons because I think he did what he did. And and but I think some of the some of the like like honestly the tea thing I didn't like. I didn't like that sequence. I I thought, or at least at least how anal he was about it. Not offering to do it is one thing, but then how anal he was about the process that kind of bothered like, me. Br- British folks in their tea. And well, he's no, a I I get it's it. Not even but... that. It's not even that. It's when you ever have someone come over and they want to cook you dinner in your kitchen, you be like, yeah, but look, there's a way of cutting that onion if you just fuck, can I help? Like, just get the fuck out of my kitchen. It's my kitchen now. But then, and there's other sequences too. There's another one, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was now, but there's a- He's a stuffy British guy. They they need, you know. I don't know. I just, he felt more Alfred to me in the Whedon cut than he did in this one. Look, we're talking about a guy who is the only person who has the balls to tell Batman to shut the fuck up. Like he's he's gonna control shit, and I think what when when Batfleck was just like, this is Alfred, like he's the boss, like I work for him, like that was that is something that I would expect Batman to say, mm. and I I still think that Jeremy Irons is is the best Alfred, based on the fact that like everything Seaman said, it's like yeah he he'll get you tea, but he'll also say nah you. Like you need to drink that fucking tea because I made that shit for you, bitch. I like, I I did. You know, we've been talking about off and on throughout the whole conversation about the different jokes that were thrown in and how Weed might have overdone it in a few spots, and and Snyder, you know, was a little more subdued. A good example of that is from the tea sequence, not the actual tea part, but when when he shoots the gauntlet and she makes the quip about power absorbing gauntlets. Hmm. You maybe should work on a lasso too. In black, of course. You're like that that was a quip that. that that was of great, course. you know. Um yeah. but I, I, I liked I mean the whole the whole cyborg thing was pretty much rewritten for the most part, I would think, except for his origin coming off the mother box. You know, the rest of it was, was pretty much rewritten and honestly there were parts of it I liked better and parts of it I did. I, I liked in the Whedon cut how he kind of, they show how he can hack into the computers when he like opens his hands and can see the screens. What I didn't like is that the first one he ever hacked into was the back computer. So like that's where the, 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 the line draw there for me was. But like the interaction that he and Wonder Woman have on the screen, it's very, again, very Matrix where it's like, you know, there's this back Follow and forth. the white rabbit. Follow the white rabbit, Wonder Woman. Kind of, yeah. But, I mean, there's a little bit of that back and forth, whereas in this version, the, the screens go fuzzy, and then it's immediately me, me, here. Now, it still works, and I don't have a problem with it, but I liked the other version a little more, you know. I think there are things that... See, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure Zach saw a cut, because he's just kind of like, okay, that was kind of funny. But let me not let me not copy what Joss did. Let me do a little the variation, like the whole T thing. Like I liked when Alfred was just like when Cyborg says like I'll take it from here, Alfred, and like Alfred's just kind of like, uh, do I know you? Like 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 yeah, that was uh, good. I I like that yeah, one. Yeah. That one I didn't have a problem with, you know. But again, I would have bet my life that that was Joss who wrote that. But it was Snyder. The only difference was that like there was shattered glass like in front of cyborg which i didn't 
particularly like like why why obscure him like i thought that was a weird decision in the same sense i thought the the scene at the end with the joker being out of focus and then rushing into focus was just kind of like i know it's supposed to be jarring because it's the joker but it just was a little too like huh okay okay that's fine i guess that's whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I look at Zack Snyder's films, I'm just like, I, I'm willing to bet fucking Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen's going to be somewhere in this fucking movie. Which yeah, it wasn't. I was right. It's in the, it's in the credits. It's in the credits. It's not See, Leonard I... Cohen, but it's Hallelujah. It's a woman doing it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah. actually but watch. But still wrote I, the fucking song. I didn't actually watch the credits. I just fast forwarded looking for a post credit scene and then left it at that. So I know, wasn't that a bitch? Because we're just like, oh, there's got, oh no, there's no, 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 no. you know what? I, the the I, epilogue is our post credit. Like you can tell that that wasn't like that yeah. was tacked on toward I, the end. I, I yeah, would. Ag- what a fucking confusing ass epilogue. I would agree with you, Rico. If, and this is not a criticism or a complaint. If the film hadn't already been four hours long and we didn't get a post credit, then yeah, I'm kind of with you. But I feel like we got everything we needed without the need for a post credit scene. Now I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that if they had added one, that I would have been upset about it. No. The more you want to give me of this, the more I'm gonna watch. But you know, I'm not you know, it was more of like a eh, okay, well that kind of sucks, but it is what it is, you know. Speaking of the epilogue, I'm convinced that Batman needs to do some meditation before he goes to sleep because it seems like he's not dreaming, he's just having predictions because I really don't, I don't want a team where Batman and Joker team up. I don't think it's going to happen. I think these are potential futures. I don't think it's going to be what comes to pass. See, I, I'm very interested by that. Right. Cause like that whole conversation they have like back and forth just reaffirms the fact that like they need each other, you know, like, Outside of Alfred, Joker is the one guy in the world that can tell Batman, like, you're done fucked up, dude. You know, and like, th- th- there is a degree where they're, they are completely honest with each other, right? Like, Joker is never gonna, like, pull a punch with Bruce and, or Batman, you know, unless, like, he's setting him up for something. But, like, at, at the core, like, he's gonna, like, they kind of keep themselves well, and, straight. You and know? honestly, there's, there's a thing that was implied there in that sequence that I thought was fucking beautiful and kind of a throwback to the Nolan stuff maybe even a little bit just like a just like a nod not even like a throwback but like a nod to it right when Hera Hera right I'm blanking on her name Hera Mira Mira Mira. thank you sorry I had a moment I said it I said I blanked Mira Mira says to him who have you ever loved and immediately the camera turns to the Joker it's not saying you hear it first, right? But you it's hear him laugh, right? Yeah. But it's 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 almost it's almost simultaneous. Like it's not there's right, not a right. huge delay between the laugh and the visual. You okay. it turns, <laughs> but it, but it's, it turns him and and you know it. Rico, you and I have talked about this one. We just on a, a Batman uh, character d- deep dive where we've talked about the character. He does need the Joker. As much as he needs anyone else, and that, and he does, they do love each other in a very weird kind of way. Um, I don't know if Batman loves Joker, but let me let me let me expand on this. I would be more okay with specifically Jared Leto's Joker and Ben Affleck's Batman eventually teaming up to take down the big bad if we saw a progression of sure. 
if because we don't know jack shit of their story well we know that joker killed a robin but more specifically it was harley quinn who killed robin they they like someone kind of like deep dove into that it, it was in suicide squad where it said like on her file that she killed robin it wasn't joker so well so like a couple I mean, things Good. No, I was going to say a couple of things that number one, they're kind of retconning that suicide squad anyway. So that might, that might. No, they're not. I feel like we could get an air cut at this point. Like the, I, I not honestly, I would like to see the 30 minutes of Joker footage that does not exist. I, in that yeah. Movie. So would I, as far as, I would, the, yeah, as far well, I, no, just because I would like to see Leto's full performance. Cause he, I, I thought would, he was doing something interesting and we didn't get a chance to actually see what he was doing. Rico, Look, go ahead. What I would much rather fucking see the movie that Ben Affleck wanted to give us. That's fuck, fuck <laughs> the the Ayer Suicide Squad, and fuck the Joker TV series. They're gonna fucking eventually make because we need another fucking thing with Joker. But if you're gonna fucking keep a Joker, you got to keep the fucking Batman that's part of it. Don't recast it with George Clooney. Don't recast it. Blah blah blah. But I get like fine. Give us the Battenson Batman movie trilogy you're planning on doing. And and then give us a fucking standalone uh, Snyderverse fucking HBO Max 18 fucking chapter hour bullshit thing of Ben Affleck with Deathstroke. Like, yeah, we 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 as comic book fans and Batman fans love to see Batman and Joker. But we also really want to see the shit we have not seen. So which is, let's see Deathstroke and Batman and fuck each other. So up. I, I think that. I think one of the biggest things that made Bat or made Ben leave was one, he was in a personally real fucked up place. And like in that article, he said, like, if he would have kept going down that road, he was going to drink himself to death. Yeah. But I think the other thing that hurt was that the justice, like everything that happened with justice league was just like, let me get out of here. Now that they're kind of starting to lean like, Oh, we're going back toward what was originally being done. Oh, now he's in for the flash movie. Oh, you know, now they're, you know, like they're doing the justice. Like, I think Ben is going to come back. I, that so, also does fuck with me a little bit because I was really looking forward to uh, seeing Thomas Wayne be that Batman. Yeah. I'm like, come on, because we were all like, oh, dude, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It was we all want to see his performance. And yeah. we're like, fuck. And even I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan joked, like, look, if Michael Keaton had said no. It would have been me. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton stole my fucking role. Like he so, took my paycheck from me. I, I want to get back to what you talked about the progression real quick between Joker and Batman getting to that sequence. Uh, I honestly think we're going to get that. I think this movie is going to start pre that scene and you're going to get a lot of that progression. Now, what I think you might do, might do, I and may I, whether he'll do it or not is is another story because I don't I don't know as much as I do like Zack Snyder and I've seen enough of his films I still don't feel like I understand him so I don't fully understand <laughs> what he's going to do but like I think you need one of those movies where you get a lot of like the flash forward flashbacks so you have a sequence in the past and you have a se couple sequences in the se you know what I mean and and you have that so back you need the Godfather Part Two a Batman movie right? kind of yeah I think that's maybe a good way to, I I'm didn't think of it that, that way. You know, I, I think that's the way you do it, and that and that way you get this progression that you want, Rico, because I agree with you. I think you do need that progression. I think you do yeah, need to see 100%. that. But, I you know, I also think that you don't – if you don't, I think I – think, I think, see, what I don't like is if they pick this next one up 
and and Momoa's not there because he's already dead, and 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 Gal's not there because she's already dead. That's a bad way to go. You know what I mean? Like you need you need them. Yeah, hopefully, see, I think you're not going to get to that ultimate end, though. I don't think you're going to get to that moment. I think you're going to get an alternate beginning, and because Bruce just keeps referencing this stuff, so like he's conscious of where it's headed, and he knows how to course correct. Now, how he's going sure. to do it is really kind of like that's the mystery. That's the but, you know. Hold on, I mean, yeah. Like I mean, he he even if he knows he's got a course correct, he still does technically make the wrong decisions or make the decisions that are going to lead us to that point, right? Like bringing back Superman is the first stone that has to fall for all of those premonitions to be true. Okay. I have to interrupt for one second though, because in Batman versus Superman, it's definitely not a dream. Like, because he's having a dream of, of the, the, the uh, nightmare sequence, but he's also having a dream of, of a flash all fucking bearded and shit. Say it's all low as No, that blah, wasn't blah. a dream. I thought that actually happened. That, yeah, that actually happens. That did fucking happen, but he The nightmare is, sequence he, is a dream. No, see that's where it's confusing. But I think it's a premonition. Like I think that's going to be like because Joker references how many versions of this reality are you gonna fuck up before you're willing to sacrifice yourself? Hold on, let let, let Rico on. finish his point. Yeah. Hang on though, because when after when he's talking to fucking Flash. He wakes up. That's that's because I rewatched the Ultimate Edition of BBS. He's lay, he has his head on his desk and he goes ah from Flash talking mm. shit to him. And there's papers flying in the fucking background. So it's not a dream. It really fucking happened. Which means there's a fucking ninety percent possibility that the end result is going to happen. I a hundred percent think it's going to happen. And, and which brings me to my there... point. It's like you got to fit in a movie of Batman and Joker fucking with each other and have some flashbacks. Like, give us the killing joke. Give us the killing joke and add some extra shit. That's fine. We have to have the, we have to have an explanation of who burned down Wayne Manor. I, I I understand what you're saying, Rico, about the, the, the sequence, but I don't think it means you have to get to that point. I think it still allows Bruce to have that knowledge to to course correct. Now, whether he does or not, and to your point, C-Man, about the Joker's line, you know, it, it it it's it's really kind of muddy, and I think it's supposed to be. So, but the ultimate irony is, like, let's say he tries desperately to make sure it doesn't happen, and it happens despite all of his mistakes, a la Ultron. Sure. Like, uh, I- I don't know if you guys have seen any of the storyboarding for what those three movies were going to be, but from what I've, I haven't read through all of it, but from what I've gotten, what we see in that, that scene in the epilogue is the reality that is going to happen. Like Lois gets killed instead of Batman and the whole, what they're in the process of doing is trying to get cyborg and flash onto uh, the, fuck the treadmill. I can't think of the, Oh, oh! I know what you're talking but, about. So um, that they can go back yes. in time and redo it. I so the believe movie, the, that's the setup that they're going with. So the movie might actually start with that sequence and then go back in time. To your point, I I know what, I know the treadmill you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it either, but I know what you're talking about. It's it's yeah. yeah. It, it, Wait, so there, there's going to be a big superhero movie where time travel is going to be a thing? <laughs> shocker! <laughs> yeah, what a shocker! No, but. Like, 
but to that point, it's happened already. It's happened a few times in the in the books, and I think there's even an animated version of it. Like it's happened before all right. this Endgame stuff. So, but it wouldn't surprise me if if they were like, "Oh fuck, we gotta rewrite this shit." Because I don't, I don't I, know. If, I think it wasn't the problem originally in there. Well, I think Cosmic the problem. I think you take Thank Flashpoint you. and you make that your your fucking uh, the way you shake shit up. You have Flashpoint be the one where you fucking rectify everything and try. It's the days of future past of fucking yeah. DC movies. It even, is. Even then, that didn't fix everything. But they, they you know, they, they fucking tried. The, the thing, and that's the other thing. We were talking earlier about how they changed Flash in this film and enough to make him a little more tolerable. Right, at least for me, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, he was definitely more tolerable. I actually, I actually enjoyed the character because I'm a big Flash fan, and so, you That's know, far are you? Yeah, I, and I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like this portrayal of him. I really didn't. And the, the, in the original Whedon, oh, in the yeah, yeah, I did like the and 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 then I liked the Snyder cut version so much so that like. Rico, I think you and I have even said this. I, I'm pretty certain on Get Vocal, but I think I've said it on a couple episodes too. Like, I was not, I wasn't like boycotting it like I was with Joker or whatever, but I certainly was like very eh about Flashpoint. Whereas now, if he's if he's closer to this style of Flash, I'm a little more on board. I'm still anti Ezra Miller, but I'm I'm talking about the character. You know what I mean? Come on, even the fucking studio knows that no one is going to go see the Flash movie. For Flash, they put two Batman in there. But if they make it with this Flash, if they make it more like this Flash, even It'll if he's be more e- likable, right? Even yeah. if he's a secondary character, it it still. Listen, I wasn't going for the Batman. I'm sorry. I like Affleck as Batman. I do, and 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 I, the problem, despite the problems I have with '89 Batman, Keaton's still pretty good. He's still good, but like I, I don't. We'll put it this way: I had, I really had little, little. As much as I love the Flashpoint paradox, because I do, I love that story. I had zero interest in this film, even with those two additions. And now, if we're gonna get this version of Flash, I'm a little more interested than I was before. That's still not to say a lot, but at least a little. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's one of those like watching this version of the movie, like to your point, like just having him being able to hold his own in a conversation about stuff that's going over the audience's head because he's really he is smart. Like, I love that. I love that you tone down the fact that he's not he doesn't have to just be there to be the butt of every joke or be the joke instigator. I like the fact that he's the youngest, like every time he's just grinning ear to ear because it's like, holy shit, this is my life right now. I love all that stuff. I love when he goes to Cyborg like. You think Wonder Woman's into younger guys? You know, that was good. Actually, yeah. That stuff worked. But the other thing I thought they did really well this time around, specifically with what he does at the end in the climax, is gives you a feel of, like, I could see how that character now gets to that Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Like, when they had announced the Flashpoint, and I know Muschietti keeps saying it's not Flashpoint, but, like, if you're bringing it's his mom back, you're going to have to go back in time and fuck shit up, so it's Flashpoint. But, like, <laughs> like, like going from Joss Whedon's movie to a Flashpoint movie, I was like, I just don't see how that character gets yes. there. Yeah. Here, now I'm like, oh, like that whole bit where he's like, you got to make your own future, your own past. I was like, now I can see how that Barry goes, let me go back in time and save my mom. Yeah. Like it's set up a lot better. It's, it's a good stepping stone. It just, it, you know, it took a fucking metric ton of effort to get us to get to this point. Sure. And it shouldn't have. 
No. It should not have. No. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more upset that, like, studios just, like, hey, we're thinking a perfect director for our vision of this film, right? Zack Snyder. And then they say, okay, we don't at all like what you're doing with this. We're like, why the fuck did you hire me? Well, and it's not like, even that. It's that, like, we they were making the money, but they weren't getting the critics behind them. Okay. You know, like, that's what made them not like Snyder anymore. That's the problem, like, that I, I use with, with uh, the Disney Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Don't hire Colin Trevorrow without – and J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and then have them say, okay – so you make your movie and you make your movie. They all have to fucking be like having a meeting, whether it's Skype meeting or not, and be like, okay, it does the story make sense? The, what is your story, JJ? What is your story, Ryan? Okay, that's not going to work because JJ had it set up for this. So you guys have got to fucking write but, together and figure that out. But see, to, and you're not wrong, Rico. So I want to stress that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but to C-Man's point from earlier, and we've said this too, so I'm not just giving him all the glory here, but is when you have the right person at the head of the thing, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Kathleen Kennedy being a woman because we've talked about that before and I want to stress it again tonight. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. She didn't have that singular vision that Kevin Feige does for the MCU. If she had that singular vision, she would have been able to, to wrangle that because throughout the MCU, you have different directors. Now, there are there are a couple in the different franchises where you have the same, like, you know, but at the whole... You got multiple directors telling their own stories because you said it yourself no. earlier. Disney let them kind of do their own thing, or Marvel sort did. of, sort of. They they definitely like you definitely see the imprint of Shane Black's Iron Man three in comparison to John Favreau's Favreau. one yeah, and two. Yeah, but there was and I guarantee Kevin Feige was talking to all of them. They do have meetings. I mean, every single time there was a bonus credit scene for Marvel to hit another scene, it was usually the director of that movie coming in to fucking direct it. It wasn't, it, it was like, it was Joss, Joss Whedon was sort of the one who's kind of like, all right, this is what you guys should do for this scene. And this is what you should do for that. Ironically enough, Joss Whedon is persona non grata. We owe a lot to Joss Whedon. Oh, we sure. Really, really fucking do. Yeah. And the only reason why I brought that up for DC is because, uh, Wonder Woman 1 feels very Snyder-esque because Patty Jenkins was going to Snyder and saying, this is what I want to do for Iron- for Wonder Woman and like showing him dailies and like showing him footage and be like, does this work with your vision? And he's like, absolutely. It totally works with my vision. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Whereas, and then once fucking Snyder was fired, studio was just kind of like James Wan. It's like vision. Like, okay, yeah, have fun, you know, fucking color it up. Fucking Ragnarok the shit out of this movie. Go for it. You know, that once Snyder was established, he, it's not his thing anymore. It's a Joss Whedon thing. They went more brighter. They went more campy. Like Shazam is, has a lot of that camp. It also has a lot of darkness. Shazam is sort of the movie where you watch it. and You're like, it kind of feels like a Joss Whedon film. It kind of feels like a Snyder film. And then you get Birds of Prey, you're like, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking on that shit. Like, Birds of Prey is the most... It, it, Birds of Prey is kind of like if Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon said, all right, we're going to do this shit together, right? Like, we're going to just make this shit. It's going to be dark. It's going to be really funny. It's going to have a lot of F-bombs. It's going to be really fucking bizarre and kimpy and campy and, and kitschy. And you watch it, you're like, I mean... That was a fucking movie. 
And that's, I'm, I, I'm restraining I, from comment because we're going to be doing a Suicide Squad deep dive soon, so I want to wait till then, but yeah. Look, I liked Birds of Prey when I saw it. I, I think it's better than Suicide Squad, but I'm kind of like, like it's kind of forgettable for me. I'm like, I kind of keep thinking like, oh yeah, fuck, they did make a fucking Birds of Prey movie. What was that fucking weirdness about? Well, I, I just, like, again, it goes to that, like, it either make individual movies mm-hmm. or make them connect. You know what I mean? And that, and yeah. Warner and DC have fucked themselves by doing what they did to get us to this point. But it's like, it, that, like, that movie feels like that's a Margot Robbie movie. And that's not necessarily a movie that's being done by someone who, like, has the comic book knowledge to, like, Make things line up. Like, why the fuck would you bring Black Mask in and then blow him up? You know, like, I, yeah, yeah. He CJ's right though. Let's we 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 do plan on doing that with with someone else who was just kind of like, oh no, I'm definitely coming on for the suicide fucking and you know, and as far thing. as we know, it is a huge fan of both. So you know, yeah, like Fada said, we're they're going to make a fucking podcast devoted to Birds of Prey. And I'm like. No, it's not, no, 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 it's devoted to Harley Quinn. The show is devoted uh, to the Quinn, which, by the yeah. way, I want to see that sequence. I want to see the sequence that was referenced in the epilogue. I want to see the Harley Quinn, you know, I want to see that. Ha- even if it, even if it's a, a flash forward, flashback, whatever you want to call it, I want to sure. see that. And honestly, at this point, I want to see the Jason Todd sequence. I do. Yeah. But that's but that brings me to my point is I like I told you guys, Harley Quinn killed Robin. Even if that's so, the, but see that that ties it together but, even better because he kills Harley or she kills him, Batman kills Harley, everybody That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the implication is like, you know what, Harley died in my arms. It made it sound like she got killed from something else. But I'm think I'm betting Ben Affleck's just like, All right, snap <laughs> like and I will fucking kill you, snap. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that was the most like that was the be- <laughs> that was the Batman from like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> that was that was the town Batman. You um, know, that yeah. was that was Boston Batman. But, I mean, CJ makes a great point. Like, if you do go in and you show us that stuff and you confirm that it was Harley who killed Robin, and then it's Batman who kills Harley, and even though he kills her in her arm, she's like, "Please, just fucking kill Joker for me." Like I, I would love like that ties really nicely. Look at how far we've come as Batman fans. We're like, yeah, Batman needs to kill. No, no. Remember when Batman didn't kill things? Yeah, but I think yeah. I, and I agree with you. But I think what we're dealing with right now is a Batman who is in a desperate mode, and I think that's been established pretty, pretty distinctly. And as such, he's got to go past that one rule. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this was, if they, that's, that's the most defining rule of Batman. I and I agree. And if you were, if they were treating this as an origin or a, an early Batman story, like a year one type of thing, and he was killing people from jump, I would fundamentally have huge problems with it. But in this context, I think it fits. And I think anytime you're at like end world scenarios the rules go out the fucking window that you know, you're just you're fighting to survive and as long as it's painted correctly maybe it's however it plays out like as long as you do it right where like the reason makes sense i, I can i can roll with it a little bit more like that's why I, i'm more forgiven on the superman killing zod bit because that's as much as like superman killing zod doesn't feel right He's in a position where he's 
going up against a guy who's way more experienced than him. He's never done anything like this before. And he's at a spot where Zod is not going to stop until he kills those two kids and then their parents. And the only thing you have left to do is to snap his neck because it's your only option. If you're able to build me something like that, then I can be more forgivable. If it's just like Batman's like, hey, Harley Quinn, fuck you and shoots her in the <laughs> chest. I, I, I'll, I'll have a problem. With I that. agree. I agree. And that yeah. and that brings me to like one of my favorite lines of Batman versus Superman. Alfred delivers like, that's how it starts. The fever, the rage that breaks good men cruel. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's that's that explains everything. Yeah, um, 100%. I, I want to you know, see what you guys think. Obviously, you know, I referenced the splash page earlier that I enjoyed, but that also ultimately is the beginning of the end of the Batmobile. The Batmobile gets fucked up in this film, which, by I the mean, way... It was fucked up in BBS. I, well, yeah, but it gets even more fucked up in this thing. I, I, would, I would definitely say, you know, Rico, you and I talk on this show all the time about ending tropes. Can we stop the destruction of Batmobiles? Because I don't think there's been one goddamn movie where they haven't destroyed the Batmobile. Maybe Batman Begins, uh, I think, was the one where they didn't destroy the Batmobile. Might be. Yeah. I mean, can can uh, we stop blowing up Batmobiles, please? Anyway, that uh, aside, they didn't blow it up in Batman and Robin, but they should have. No, I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Um, what do you guys think about him getting the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile by the end of it, though? Oh, the Bat Tank. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. I I want to know why he has it and why he's using it to round up four dudes. Like there are four <laughs> guys on the ground. I want to know who those four guys are that he needed the Bat Tank. <laughs> See, this is my point, is that I'm pretty positive Zack Snyder just really desperately wants to fucking make a Dark Knight Returns oh, movie. 100%. So let him do it. Oh, yeah. Give, well, the man, I, I, give the man his money. Like, fucking do it. I do think it was one of those things where I think he's always wanted to do Batman, and he's admitted that, like, Batman is his character, like, that he loves, but, like, I think the opportunity to get in was Superman. So he said, all right, I'm going to do this Superman story that can, and then they, they wanted us to build to a justice league. So I have to bring Batman in. So like, we'll make the second Superman movie really a bat. I mean, they, they put Batman yeah, I, in yeah. front of Superman in the title. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's how, that's how much people like Batman. It's just kind of like <laughs> Henry Cavill's like, yeah, I get Man of Steel too, which is why they always say, oh, Man of Steel too. I'm like, no, we got Man of Steel too. You just so, didn't like that it was called Batman versus Superman. Right. So if if we do a a flashback current day type of thing in the next one, if they do that like, you know, the as you put it, Rico, the Godfather two of Justice League films, you know, mm-hmm. do we get Kerry Kelly? Um We've got the tank, so we're halfway there. If there was anybody that was gonna do it, it would be Zach. And it goes to Rico's yeah. point about it wanting to do Dark Knight. This that's how he yeah. shoots Dark Knight Returns without actually shooting Dark Knight Returns. You he's already got the bad tank. You add Kerry Kelly to the to the modern day back and forth portion, and there you go. You're off to you're off to the races. I think it I think it depends on who you cast. I because it, it could be it could be really bad. It it, it could be kind of kitschy. I don't know. If, I don't know if I would trust Zack Snyder. Like he cast bat he wait he cast Affleck and you think he's the best Batman ever so you can't say you don't trust him to cast. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a because it's easier to cast 
Batman that is for a young girl Robin. Right, but to be fair, outside of guys like us and diehard fans, who the fuck knows who Carrie Kelly is? Because she's been in one um, story. She's been in okay, one I'll, story. I'll, here's how I think you could probably establish it, because I think there might be some fucking... If you're going to piss people off, right? If you're going to piss people off by saying, there might not be a whole lot of people that know about Carrie Kelly. They're maybe like, oh, you can't make Robin a girl. Okay, well, if you're going to do that, then you should really fuck with the people that are going to hate on it. You have it. You have Carrie Kelly be a transgendered Robin. You get Elliot Page. You get a woman, but you get a man. You, you're getting both. And also, like I said, if you're if, if you're going to have the fans complain, let them complain. Fuck them. Fuck those no, transphobic I, people. I, I agree with all that, but I'm saying, like, you know, you, the point is that See, I think I think you. I thought you were going in a different direction. They were just going to be pissed off that they had, you know, uh, a Robin nobody heard of. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, I think gender. it's that too. I I think you establish everything, and I think I think Zack Snyder. I will give Zack Snyder credit is that he does take interesting risks because we were all expecting Aquaman to look like fucking Ocean Master. We were all expecting him to look blonde and fucking Aryan as fuck. By and the way, this, go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. Finish. And then we got this like, this Polynesian, you know, version. And we were all like, all right, I'm into it. That was all Snyder. Like, I give him all the credit. Do you think, Enrico, you know his name better than I do, but the guy who played Ocean Master. Um, Patrick Wilson. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Do they cast him as a middle finger to Snyder for not casting tell him basically to be someone blonde and Aryan and right. stereotypical. Right. I think they're a stop. No, because I think they're establishing that the Atlantans look like that. I, and, and, and listen, I, I'm with you. I loved it. I, I much like I'm now quasi interested in this version of flash because of, of what they did with the Snyder cut. I had zero interest in Aquaman until Jason Momoa, I, I had but none. I was I was of the impression that all the Atlantans, but when we first saw BBS and we first saw right Jason Momoa, I was like, all the Atlantans are going to look like that. They're all going to have the tribal tattoos, which I still kind of have a fucking weird problem with. But you know, not not the concept of having tribal tattoos, but the concept of tattoos. He, For he, you, Seaman, I'm establishing this to you, Seaman. He's bulletproof. Yeah, oh, you gotta get a needle in there, right? And I, I argued that he that Volko did it with Atlantean uh, materials. And, and my whole thing is, just like with the later things that we're talking about, like, oh, well, I wish Zack Snyder would have given me a 30-second explanation of, like, why he chose the bat, the, that, the bat suit. I call it the bat suit. The black and white Superman suit. It's the same thing. I'm like, well, just give me a 10-second thing of being like, oh, yeah. Like, even in the flashback, where it's just like, he's sort of starting to get the fucking uh, the, the tattoo Sleeve. on his arm. Yeah. Just fucking have, like, Volko be like, all right, now this is going to hurt because, like, this is not supposed to fucking go through your skin. But, like, this is a really specific Atlantan tattoo gun. Like, you're going to fucking, this is going to hurt even more. Right. Are you sure you want to do this? You know? Um, Give me that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, 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 yes, listen. I think they should put Carrie Kelly in. That's my answer. I, but I think if you're going to do that, you should go even more and fucking have a transgender because you know marvel is kind of like tiptoeing of like oh we're gonna have our first gay character 
Yeah, okay. Second. That's not. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If you don't, if you don't uh, count Anthony Russo, I was thinking Valkyrie, but sure. Well, that's who I was talking about. Yeah. No, but there's apparently um, she's going to end up in a relationship with somebody else. I, th- I was it Jane. I yeah, think it's Natalie Jane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's going to be it's going to be Black Swan with fucking Thor in the background. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, glad Natalie Portman hit the gym. Like, right? You Did you see those hammer, pictures? Jesus Christ, yeah, she's huge. I love it. I mean, uh, I, like, not my yeah. personal cup of tea, but like, re- represent those women that get fucking yeah. in the gym. Yeah, I mean, the same reason I love that that uh, whole whole sequence uh, at Themyscira, where you have like the 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 women that like are holding up the the last stone for like I love that oh. they were not wearing a lot of clothes, so you could see their abs and their their muscles being used because that that plays into the character so well. I'm sure fucking. Alfred was like, "That is my cup of tea." Like he was definitely. <laughs> do Do you think? Uh, I'm, I, I do want to start wrapping down, but you brought up something that brings a question. Do you think that now, because that arrow that they shot to inform Diana about what's going on, like to set the fire, and then she ultimately like takes it down into that that crypt area. It seems Which very much like gracefully on heels. Yeah, okay. Well, it, it's Wonder Woman, so I think she can do. I, 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 I let that, I let that pass because it's Wonder Woman. If it was some other woman, I would have. Because like we talked about with Jurassic World and that woman running around in heels the whole fucking movie. Fuck that. But Wonder yeah. Woman, I'll give a pass to. Anyway, the point though is, do we think she's going to be able to get back to Themyscira now? Like she's good. That's going to be her primary, not primary, but like a focus is to get. <sighs> To go back, make sure her mother, because all she knows is what Steppenwolf tells her. Even if she says, I don't believe you, that's got to be sitting in the back of her mind somewhere. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand why she never did go back. She's, they, like, told her was... she, they told her she couldn't. And when she leaves in the first Wonder Woman, when she leaves with um, Steve Trevor, her mom says, you know, if you do this, you'll never be able to come back. I don't, I don't, I never understood that. I always felt like I would imagine Dinah been like, fuck you. I'm 5,000 years old. I'm not a child anymore, mom. I'm coming back. Like, no, it, it I think it's something with the magic that, that obscures the mascara. She's not, it's like something about like when she leaves, she, she it, it erases her, her knowledge of its location. Not, oh, I, I disagree because, or something, maybe it's not that, but something like that. Because then Steve Trevor wouldn't have been able to fucking, land you know i always kind of vision envisioned it as sort of the the greek wakanda I didn't, I didn't say all her memory i said her memory of its location well they didn't say that no but... i didn't say i didn't say they lost her memory i'm saying that it's just it's yeah, but... just a giant fucking camouflage but then why are you saying steve trevor wouldn't be able to land like that's the part i'm missing why did you make that statement i'm saying a memory thing has nothing to do with it no, I think I think I think it can be a memory thing, but not every, not all of your memories of the entire experience. She obviously remembers the mascara. She just just can't remember its location. But Very they didn't establish that. Is my is my point? They There's a lot of things never, they haven't established. That doesn't narrow. The- they never said that once. All all she said was, "You can't come back," which makes it be like a banishment. But you know, we always root for heroes and say, "Fuck you! I'm not banished. I come back. Suck it, Scar." You know, I mean, like, I, I hope that Patty Jenkins' third movie is in present day and it deals with Diana going back to Themyscira. You know, like, that's what that movie should that be. Up. Thank you for bringing that up because 1984 now makes no bit of goddamn sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely none. It didn't make sense before. 
But it was kind of, yeah, it didn't make sense before, but now that we're like, oh, this Snyder Cut of Justice League is like, now this is canon. Joss Whedon, fuck you! It's now it's like, yeah, but wait a minute. Like, all this shit about how she's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I gave up on humanity, like, for the past 70 years. Yeah, except for the 80s. Like, you did some shit. Like, you didn't, it wasn't like you just like, oh, my God, I gotta stop this fucking terrorist thing that's happening in a mall. It's like, hey, I went to fucking Middle East, and, like, the whole world was affected by shit. You want to talk about how memories are affected? Everybody on the planet should be like, hey, do you remember in 1984 when we all just started wishing for shit? And then, like, Wonder Woman was on, like, television, and, like, we heard No, she was never on television. We talked about that when we did the D-dive. She was never on the TV. Even still, she's on camera enough for people, like, Ben, Ben, Ben Affleck should not have been able to like be like, who are you? Where did you come from? I found this one photo from you in, from 1917 when really could have been like, hey, I remember three years old, some shit happened in 1984 or whatever the however the fuck old he is. Ben Affleck, it should not have been that difficult for him to fucking be like, I know who Wonder Woman was. She's the bitch who fucking fucked shit up in like the 80s like and went up against this latin donald trump that we had like what the fuck is going on with the warner brothers fucking studios man they're just kind of like throwing darts blindfold be like all right fuck it let's see if this works look we we both like chris pine but the biggest problem you know we both had was the fun the fucking Uh, quantum leap uh the quantum leap of steve trevor i mean that was yeah the kind of rapiness that we're like she's like not kind of not kind of like, I mean, full, full on, like full on rapiness, that, that and the guy, only reason why it's not consensual in anything that happened there, because he wasn't <laughs> there, but he but was. Like, yeah, like I kind of, a... I wonder if he's yeah. like WandaVision. Is he like one of the people in WandaVision just trapped inside of his own body? Like, fuck, this uh, sucks, and this guy is having all this fun. No, because then he would have been like, oh my god, yeah, when, when he... weren't you fucking me for uh, a that's week? True. <laughs> that's true. That's they, true. They they do see each other at the end. Yeah, and and that's even more fucked up. That's kind of like that's like. I mean, I don't know what this would feel like, but it's like when you when a predator roofies someone and been like, "Oh, I totally fucked you last night," and they'd be like, "Why are you staring at me all creepily?" Total stranger on the corner. Oh well, I know things that you don't. Okay, <laughs> cop, get him. Like, who the fuck are you? Um, I I, I do want to switch back. It we've been at this for a while, and listen, I'm having a blast, but it it, it has been a while. Does anyone have any else any points we may not have hit? Because I think we're just kind of nitpicking at this point, which is fun. But we're not yeah. even nitpicking. We're just talking about like, yes, we all established that this is canon, but now, now one of us like, yeah, now one of us is kind of like, shit. Yeah. Oh no, now? they 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 definitely fucked themselves into a corner. There's no doubt about that. Which is why I think my biggest point is if you if you have a thing have a story with a b and c you don't you don't film d and f hoping that a b and c will make sense without establishing the alphabet yeah agreed you look like you were gonna say something c man go ahead yeah no i just like as far as like things that we didn't touch on um when it comes to like the cyborg stuff one everything with him and his dad i loved like yeah like the sacrifice element of that and like the look his dad gives him when he sees him come in with the Justice League, like, shit, you know what? What I did worked. Now I can give yeah. up my life when that moment arrives. But I also absolutely love the digital god scene. When he starts to understand that he can, like, just manipulate mm. everything that's digital, 
that whole sequence with that woman and like the missiles and like while he's listening to his dad's VO on the, the tape was just awesome. Like, it was. I, I just I forgot that about that perspective and it gave yeah. so many more layers to that character that we never got previously. Agreed. I forgot. I forgot about that sequence just because we've had so many other things to talk about, but you're right. That was, that was a really good scene. I, I love that, but it made me kind of question, like, did that really happen? Or was he just imagining the possibilities that it could happen? I, I, that... I did wonder that, too. I'm kind of with Ryu, with Ryu on that, Rico. I, I, I thought it was it's possible that it didn't actually occur as much as something that was just in his in his head. Like, you're not a hero if you imagine that you could be doing something good for somebody. If you make up a scenario, like, I'm a total badass in my imagination. I mean, when she... <laughs> my, I thought it was real only because it didn't have, like, that kind of, like dreamlike quality to it when he's standing on the corner and she gets all the money. Mm. I, I, I mean, I, I have no idea. It, it is, it is very vague and it's not laid out, very well, vague. but it's a yeah. wonderful scene. Oh yeah. It's a wonderful scene. Yeah. I I'm with you on that. Well, I, and I, I, Rico, I think, I think I should, I want to speak for you for a minute, but please correct me where I'm wrong. If I am, is it the, while you've had fundamental problems with Zack Snyder as a director in general, because we've talked about it on other things, you've always said visually he's he's a great filmmaker. You've always said visually he yeah. makes beautiful things to look at, but then you have fundamental problems with other things that he does within those films. Yeah, I, I that's that's my main that's my main criticism is that it, arguably Zack Snyder will would give us a fucking visually stunning Batman movie, which we know he wants to do. No matter what, like, I love the Tim Burton shit, and I tolerated the Schumacher shit. Like, I tolerate the Schumacher shit now, but I loved it when I was a kid, because I was mm -hmm. fucking kiss-benny when I saw it. <laughs> so, and I like the Dark Knight shit as well. I have I have problems with the Dark Knight Rises. It's just... Who I mean, doesn't? It's so entertaining <laughs> as fuck. Well, uh, uh, Nolan. Like, well, Nolan had no problem with what he was doing. Was yeah, like, but he was... Oh. I uh, Listen, w w I don't want to get into a whole different conversation, but he was also throwing a giant double middle finger of a Warner Brothers on purpose. So, I mean... Yeah, but guess who suffered for that? We did. Well, of course, but I'm saying, like, like you, you said he didn't have a problem. He didn't have... was not going to fucking be like, oh, you hurt my feelings. We're still going to put it out. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yes, yeah, Snyder... I My problem is Snyder doesn't fucking go with character development and the, and when he makes when he takes risks sometimes it's a bad one my main example is eisenberg as lex luthor oh holy fuck yeah i don't give a fuck what people say that was a bad decision i and he shows because he's not in this cut except for the very end and i will i will say luthor though test. I will say, though, that scene is a little more... It's not long, much longer, but it's a little more extended than the post credit scene from the, the Justice League one. And mm -hmm. in that one, he's a little more convincing. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying I love it. But I'm, I'm less offended by it than I had I'm, been previously. I'm saying it's the little things where... And again, I know I've been complaining about Batman vs. Superman, but that, I have to... Because that, to me, is the precursor to this version of, of Snyder, of, sure. uh, Justice League. So I kind of have a problem with not necessarily Lex Luthor knowing all these fucking Justice League members, but that he essentially is the reason why that they're all together in the first place. Because he, all the symbols, like the Wonder Woman double, double, 
double W and the cyborg fucking symbol and the flash lightning bolt and the Aquaman A. It wasn't like they came up with that. Fucking Lex Luthor was like, ahoy, hoy, we're going to fucking make this shit, this shit. <laughs> ahoy, hoy. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's a fucking canon where uh, Lex Luthor said, ahoy, ahoy. Like, uh, yeah, no, I know. No. I know. And Just the way you said it made me laugh. Sorry. It's very fucking Burnsy. It's young Mr. Burns, is I think how you said it, CJ. Like it's. I just, did, I did, yeah. It's, it's young it's Burns. So, and, and it's a great way of describing it, but it's, I, I, I don't know. Why did you give Lex Luthor all of this? Because... But do you know what was interesting? I and it, what was interesting to me was that they they explained, they explained away a lot of it in this monologue that again wasn't in. I don't. I don't believe the sentence that I'm about to reference was in the post-credit scene from the Jossus version, but where he he says, because because Deathstroke says to him something to the effect of, "Weren't you? Aren't you a little crazy or something like that?" Or I heard you were a little off. Or I forget exactly how right. he phrases it. But then, but then Luther says, "I was yes, I was until the the great doctors at Arkham." got rid of that or something to that effect. And now I think we're getting this sinister version of Luther that we're used to. So that's why I have a little bit of hope. You're right, Rico. It didn't need to happen. I agree a thousand percent. That never needed to occur. Except that maybe he needed to be a little maniacal to create Doomsday. But then again, I've always said that I thought the Doomsday sequence was completely unnecessary in that movie to begin with. So that's, you know. I am all for having an actor act insane and then kind of be like giving us the the proper version that we all want. However, when Eisenberg tries to act insane, he just acts super fucking annoying and he's not at all threatening. The only threatening the only threat I got from Eisenberg's fucking Luther was he was just going to Ban Batman from fucking Facebook. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, like, my take, like anybody, when you first see Eisenberg do it, is like it kind of knocks you back. You're like, that's not what Lex Luthor is. But occasionally in that mo- movie, he has moments where you're like, God, he could have been. Yes. And I agree. Then when you get this, this scene w- with Deathstroke, it's like, okay, maybe there was some sort of evolution happening, which Granted, not necessary. You don't need to go there. But it kind of feels like here's a young, younger, not quite altogether version of Lex who has to go away to prison or Arkham or whatever and then comes out and now he is Lex. But like, it's one of those where you need to make that, you almost need to make a Lex Luthor movie in order to do it. But I think the, Jesse Eisenberg can be a really good Lex Luthor. Eisenberg is a great actor, but not a Lex Luthor. The the point that I made is that essentially if you have to fucking make another movie to fix something, then you didn't deliver it very well. Like if you have to make, if you have to make a sequel to make an origin story, fucking be like, Oh, well now it makes sense. Then you messed up the first time. Right. And I, I shouldn't have to work that fucking hard to make a movie that you tried to make fucking make sense. So I'm also, I have to keep reminding myself every time I watch BVS that this is not Lex Luthor. This is the Lex Luthor that's canon against Superman, but this is not Lex Luthor. This is Lex Luthor Jr. 
this is comic accurate, yes, but you don't have to be comic accurate if it's bad. This is because essentially it's like, oh, well, there was a Lex Luthor, but this is not the Lex Luthor that was fighting with Superman for years. Right. That's what this one is, but he he's he's a different iteration of Lex Luthor. Well, so Rico, you know my favorite iteration of Lex Luthor period is John Cryer. I think he's the best agreed. Luthor on camera ever. Period. Hands down, agreed. no question. I, I think still he's think awesome. Brian Cranston could have fucking done it. Oh sure, mm-hmm. and and yeah. and we both we both agree as much. And I like the film more than you do, but as as much as we both don't like the individual anymore, Kevin Spacey was pretty goddamn incredible in Superman Returns. I know you. I like the film more than you do, but we both it's agree just a that boring movie with a great villain. Well, Whereas this was just a this was an interesting fucking movie with with a boring, a boring villain. Movie. Yeah. So, um anyway, that's that's that. Uh anything else from you guys cuz I'm I'm tapped personally. Yeah, I'm I'm all tapped up. Yeah, oh, the score. I think the score change, Junkie XL score is I personally feel drastically better than the Justice League version. I think I have to agree. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. I yeah, there was a part of me that liked Danny Elfman's like bring like fucking with his own Batman score. Like to mm-hmm. see my favorite Batman, which is Ben Affleck, with my favorite Batman score. That was that's awesome. A, that's some serious fan service. And for when Superman punches Steppenwolf and you hear the fucking Superman theme, even though Danny Elfman didn't do it, but it was nice to hear the John Williams music. Sure. Yeah. Um, nothing against Junkie XL, but like Look, I I still think Junkie XL fits the vibe of the film better though. Movie, yeah. it, it really it does. Yeah, I just I I just was sort of done. Like, have the Wonder Woman theme, the Enya shit, be for the Amazonians, but have Wonder Woman have her kick-ass fucking theme because yeah, was, like I I, I um, have to kind of agree because you do get that theme in Batman v Superman, so Snyder's capable of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. You well, know. It's there. I mean, look, like there are weird choices where I'm like, okay, like the seat, the uh, the part where she fucking saves the kids at the museum or wherever the fuck she is. So she prevents an explosion by causing an explosion. Like, like she, she fucking killed the dude with the fedora, the British dude. Eviscerated. Like she still had an explosion happen in the building as she prevented an explosion from happening in the building. And like, she did in front of children, which means that dude is obliterated in front of children. Yeah. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, okay, yeah, visually. See, that's why I give credit to Zack Snyder. I'm like, yes, visually you're a great director, but did you think that shit through? <laughs> it's fair. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think that's all we have on, on the Snyder cut. And I mean, we came in about like, an hour on, an hour under, so I think that's pretty good. Um, but I and and C Man, since you're you're new to the show, we usually give Rico the last word. But before we do that, I I would like to give you another opportunity to um, plug your stuff. Tell us where we can hear your show, what it's about, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, C uh, Man Cinema Sit Down on YouTube. Uh, you can go there by going to YouTube.com/slash/cinema underscore sit down. Uh, cinema underscore sit down is also the Twitter and Instagram handle. Uh, but I do movie reviews, uh, TV reviews. Uh, sometimes, depending on the show, I'll do like reactions during the TV stuff. Um, and then I do trailer reactions, all that good stuff. Um, right now, uh, obviously, every Friday is a big one because we got uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, so you get the the non spoiler right at the 
right out the gate early in the morning and the spoilers up later. But uh, yeah, if you like movies, you like TV, you like seeing people react to shit. Um, I cry on camera quite frequently. I get scared during horror trailers. If you like all that, uh, that's what we're doing over at the cinema sit down. That sounds like fun, man. And and and, Ovi, and speaking of Fridays, um, you're you're a new addition to our Get Vocal family, and we very much appreciate you coming hanging out with us for that because it's been it the the few weeks you've been with us so far has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it has. And obviously, one of the reasons why we invited you here because we wanted a more of a long format for that, and you're always welcome at, at the Get Vocals too. Which to your Thank point you. about Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to be doing on um, the week after. The Friday after the finale, we'll be like we did with WandaVision. We'll be doing a deep dive, so it's probably about seven we- or six weeks from now because it's a- we're coming up on a week removed from the from the actually two weeks removed. But when this airs, it depends anyway, on how many episodes they're making. I don't they're know. making I, six. Six, six, six episodes. Six episodes. I also heard eight. So no, it point. says on Disney Plus six episodes. Six. So. All right, all right. So, yeah, because this is never lied to us. Well, yeah, but um, anyway, the so... Other, the only other thing I wanted to say is thank yeah. you guys so much for having me. I, oh, I have sure. an absolute blast. Uh, I, and the Get Vocal stuff, like you said, uh, it's a wonderful way to end my Fridays after I start them real early in the morning. So <laughs> I've, uh, I've definitely enjoyed hanging out with you guys and talking with you guys. You guys are kin, you know, as far as, like, I, I could talk to you guys about anything. So thank you so much for having me on the uh, the official podcast. It's a lot yeah, of fun. you say that now until your girl's like, all right, motherfucker, you get to spend a Friday night with me at least once in a while. <laughs> right? I, well, I mean, right now we're in a spot where uh, my girlfriend has two kids, so we don't really hang out because of the COVID stuff um, mm. until we both get the vaccination. So it kind of frees me up for Friday nights. But, yeah, she, right. there's probably some nights. So where we're she, your side so dicks. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope you like uh, that. Uh, he might. I, I'm. I'm a little more on the fence. Um. No. <laughs> but still. You're, you're uh, not even curious. You're not even bi curious. No. No. I no. Uh, um, no. Seriously, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Oh I, yeah. I no man. Thank. Thank. Thank you for joining us, and we'll we'll have you back again. I'm sure for another topic, and and uh, if we can work out the the camera stuff, maybe we'll we'll show up on your show if you'll let us. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would love to have you guys on. I do. I used to do Monday uh, margarita Monday meetups. Um, so yeah. maybe, 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 cause I'm a big margarita guy, so maybe we'll bring those back and have you guys on and do a long form talk. Well, as long as you're okay with me drinking whiskey instead of a margarita, then that's fine. Anybody can drink whatever they want. You just have to have a drink while you're on the show. I well, can do that. Wh- whiskey Wednesday, just to accommodate CJ. There you go. It always matters. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thank you everybody for, for listening. Rico, send us out. And that's how it ends. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Podaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash podaskew. That's www dot g-e-t-v-o-k-l dot com slash potaskew where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games if you can't or don't want to join us live you can follow rico me and the show on twitter the show is at potaskew rico is at rance rico and i'm at m underscore blade we want to thank logo designer and show friend mike for his work on our wonderful logo you can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. 
Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Mother. Damn it! Better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.